three, two, one. Max, it's Morbin time. Take off your pants. <laughs> um, that was a quote from the Goofy movie. Um, hi, I'm Adam from Your Movie Sex. This is Sardonica. <laughs> hi, I'm Michael Morbius. <laughs> yeah, I'm Alex Maitre, and I'm getting morbed over here. Yeah, Man, it's still not old, huh? Still going. Still going. It's, it's not stopping. Going strong. Still, snowboard is just yeah. getting bigger and bigger rolling down that hill. It's w- refused to quit. It was just at a furry convention. There was some Morbius memes there. Someone hosted a Morbius <laughs> watching party. That's kind of funny. A Morbius fursuit. There was, it's Morbin time. That is kind of funny. Yeah. That is. Um, does like anyone everywhere. know who came up with that? Like the Morbin time thing? Didn't someone like find the original tweet? It was just like some random guy replying. It's just a tweet. Right? It's probably just yeah. a tweet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so, right? Some nobody. Some loser. <laughs> unimportant. Well, then it just caught on. <laughs> You're not famous. You know. <laughs> well, that, that's just funny to me. There's some guy on the internet somewhere, like a Morbius fan on the forums who, who put these words <laughs> together. <laughs> and it caught on like a virus. I'm not sure if we should call him a Morbius fan. Yeah. Are, are there actually any? I know like there's there's someone out there the that's going to enjoy every type of movie. But yeah, I suppose, yeah, the Morbius Discord might enjoy it. But like true fans, it's... Of course. The percentage is, is it's got to be 99.9% of people that pure ironic enjoyment of Morbius yeah. and nothing. It's, it's the it's new Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Of, but at least Shrek is like still a, like a good movie, you know? Like, right. Shrek is a Morbius good movie. Morbius is just a joke. Yeah. Nothing about it is like respectable. It's the new, <laughs> the Donald subreddit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just it starts out as completely ironic, <laughs> and then it gets uh, sent back to theaters and uh, bombs again. So uh, that's Man. that's the new news that we have about this film is uh, we memed it back into theaters. The state of memes. Memes have power. Uh, Sony saw that Morbius. Sorry, that the words "It's Morbin Time" was trending <laughs> like for like a week straight. <laughs> And they decided it's time to morb, and they morbed, and it's morb. Uh, it bombed again yeah. with eighty five thousand dollars on Friday. Uh, I forget what the average was per theater. It was like like eighty two dollars per theater or some shit. Like uh, <laughs> I don't remember. It was something like ridiculously <laughs> low. Good. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, the theaters were empty. Yeah, because I didn't know how to feel about like memes propelling a movie into potential success. Like when when I heard it was coming back, I was like, oh no, 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 please, I ca- I can't have this be like a new trend. But we're okay. It's it's settled, and it's it's just another <laughs> layer of comedy to add to <laughs> for this, this movie? movie. For this movie, no, not for this movie. This <laughs> yeah. movie, everyone knew it was bad. I'd be comfortable with it it being successful enough for a sequel. Because I want to see a sequel. It's, it's not even in the movie, this line. this It's more in time line is not even in the movie. People just made yeah, it, it up. Is. Because, like, no one has actually seen the movie because it's so bad. <laughs> so people could just make shit up about it. I think this is another example of the Mandela effect, because I remember hearing it. So do you think they'd actually write that into, like, a sequel script? They might as well. Well, Jared Leto had the, the joke script, the sequel script. Oh, yeah, was, Jared Leto's in on the memes but, now. He's totally, yeah. he's totally not embarrassed by Oh, this. yeah. How do you feel about that weird video of him on Twitter, like, ign- directly acknowledging it? It's like, the, it's only play. That was like the most human thing he's ever done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think that's really yeah. fucking good. 
I think the internet won. I think that's a huge victory. I, yeah, I guess yeah. he had to address it in some way because, like, the the reply every everything he'd tweet otherwise would just get re- yeah. flooded. You're with laughing memes, with so. me. I guess he had to. He was calling not it. at me, guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny. I wouldn't mind seeing a Morbius sequel because I would want to know how they would approach it given the meme status. <laughs> I mean, it would no. be really bad. It would Please, be like a Birdemic no. two thing, right? Uh, where he would actually say it's Morbin time. Yeah. Jared Leto took it well, I gotta say. He, he took the joke well and reading the joke script. I think it is a great victory for the internet that he actually acknowledged it. Yeah, his publicist probably told him to do that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> is his agent... Is he a real human being? Well, is he a person? Regardless, <laughs> Maybe. He's a Morbin. I think he is. It's really a vampire. I think he's Morbin. I think part of the reason why the meme's so he's a robot. infectious is because the word morb is just one of those stupid kind of like Tim and Eric sounding Yeah, it's words. just a really funny... Like not a real word, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Morbius is like a really it's dumb... A dumb name. Morbius is a dumb title. Like just Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Morbius. It's a dumb character. As soon as I heard that that was announced, I was like, fuck is Morbius for serious? It's just a different time. Like, you put a trailer out like that in front of, like, Spider-Man, the biggest movie of, of last year, made, like, a fucking billion dollars. It's like, yeah, that's kind of what happens. It gets, like, memes. Like, it's not nearly if, as good as that Sony, movie, right? Like, <laughs> instead of just releasing it in theaters again, if they paired it with, like, a trailer that said it's Morbin time in it, I think it would have been a hit. <laughs> if you just had, like, just the text, like, in the, the standard trailer editing fair... It's Morbin time. Wow. You know? I think we would have had a hit. Do you think we should put that in movies that are that are like unrelated to Morbius? Like just put it's Morbin time in the trailer. I'm just yeah. imagining like like the, the multiverse with the this potential sequel did come out and people did swarm out and see it and made it a huge financial success. Just mm-hmm. the potential for how bad it could possibly be, like a Morbius 2. Because they would they would acknowledge it. It would be like a Birdemic two situation where they'd be like acknowledging yeah. the fact it's a joke now and just yeah. like ruin the whole thing and just create something. It can worse. be really meta. It could be like Deadpool. They could get Ryan and Reynolds then Deadpool to be Please don't don't remind me of Ryan Reynolds right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how do you think um, that would be great? There's probably some people over at Marvel that are like just having headaches over this right now. Because they're they're well aware, Sony's well aware that some people can't differentiate between like the MCU and the Sony spinoffs. Then they think it's all just like, you know, oh, it's all Marvel. It says Marvel, right? Like that's part of the reason why Sony's doing this is because (laughs) some people have no idea. So there's probably some people at Marvel that are just like getting massive headaches over this and just being like but what is like sony thinking about all the memes and like this reaction it's had? whoa engagement bros we're getting engagement they talk about our movie well they totally misread the room already so yeah that's maybe because you know there's, it's a japanese company there's maybe there's some level of disconnect i mean there's japanese always gonna people be. don't have memes and so they're like what are these fuck what are these fucking american people think like these fucking they're going with these morbid type memes <laughs> that's not even in the movie <laughs> these americans are mm. fucking crazy <laughs> well i mean they released their movies in english <laughs> um yeah so let's look up how much it made on friday 
85,000. Do you have that? Yeah, I said that before. 85,000. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you said that. Let's see. In over a thousand theaters, was it? Yeah, it was like, uh, it was really, it was a ridiculously low per theater. Okay. Reissued <laughs> into mm-hmm. 1,037 theaters. So, that's like, that's like nothing. Wow. Reissued, which costs money, of course. That, yeah, that costs a lot of money, though, to reissue a movie. Only for it to bomb again. We resurrected it like a vampire. Kind of stupid. And then killed it. (laughs) (laughs) By not seeing it, yeah. It was, uh, I guess the total weekend gross for it was 310,000, just about. Which is a 942% increase from its previous weekend. So is it true that it was like a bomb the first time around? Because we were kind of talking about it when we did the like the review episode of Sardonicast on it. Where yeah, it was, that's it was what still it just making came a surprising out. amount of money. So uh, like, is it, is in it terms of like superhero movies, it's yeah. not what they wanted clearly. So let's look at Morbius total box office. Yeah, worldwide the total box office is one hundred sixty-three million. And the budget. Yeah, what was the budget? The budget was, I remember, seventy-five million. I believe is something oh, like okay. that. Okay, that's, that's so not yeah, that com- combining that with the marketing, okay. like if it made money, it's not like a whole lot of money. It's not. It's it's not the reason why Sony would make a superhero film, sort of thing. Whereas, like Venom, obviously made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Let's compare this. Right. Let's Venom see. made a lot more. Right. Look up Venom now. Yeah, so boom, 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 509 boom. million at the box office for Venom 2 and a budget of 110 million. And then the first Venom. Oh, okay. You have Venom 2 up. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. It was 850 million. That's a lot of money. Thing. 856 million. So, yeah, yeah, Morbius might not be getting a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at the domestic, though. Like, domestically, it got 70 million, uh, Morbius, as opposed to Venom got 200 yeah. whatever million. So that's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Morbius will get a sequel. If it does, oh my god, it'd be straight a to, straight to DVD, uh, a straight to whatever, digital to Morbius. Be... Oh my god, please, yeah. straight <laughs> yeah, to streaming. <laughs> oh. Why not? <laughs> well, I can imagine him like cameoing in like the. They'll probably throw him in Venom Three just to say just it's Morbin time in the end credit post credit sequence and just make it an anime. Yeah. It would probably have worked an better as an just anime. Honestly. Save money and get Jared Leto to voice it. It feels like an anime yeah. anyway. That fight that fight scene in the subway. I was like, this is an anime. This is like a total anime. Like this is <laughs> that's totally all I that's all I was thinking. <laughs> and I don't even like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it is Sony. Um Yeah, what are they doing? What is their what is their scheme here? From from the studio that made Baby Driver and uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> reluctantly. Yeah. Twenty forty nine. They make a lot of good stuff for... Well, they did. I don't know what happened. Like, I mean, they had great directors that, that were working with them is what happened for those two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Edgar Wright. They, they tried to ruin both of those movies, but the directors somehow pulled through. <laughs> yeah. And then they stumbled across Venom, and now, yeah, the die has been cast. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that was a meme. That was... Uh, we got we got morbed, everybody. We got morbed. Uh, it's one of those things that, like, 
started getting oh, funny to me won't. when it was already like just so obnoxious, you know? Because it, like, my name is Jeff. Y- yeah, yeah. As same. soon as that one got annoying, then it started becoming funny. <laughs> yeah, it was always funny. Oh my god, it was. <laughs> I didn't even realize how funny yeah. it was until I made the tweet, and like I the, and it blew up. That's when I realized like I, this is really like it's, a thing. It's, like, it's now. permeated the culture in like, ways I never yeah. could have imagined. It really caught on. It's a great meme. I, I've I'm glad I'm alive to see it. I've never quite seen anything like that with like a movie. Yeah, like unanimous agreement yeah. on a movie. It's awesome. Yeah, on, on an awful movie, and um, and also just like no one saw the movie just like we're they're memeing things that are not in the film just because it's funny (laughs) i think a lot of people saw it on the 24-hour morbius only twitch stream channel that keeps getting banned oh yeah yeah i forgot about that yeah there's people just blatantly live streaming the movie (laughs) on twitch and they create a new channel every time they get banned yeah i hope it doesn't implement more strict uh copyright policies on twitch because i do a lot of editing there but yeah i hope i don't get morbed <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna upload a morbius highlight best of moments reel <laughs> and it was gonna be one don't hour and 48 minutes long fucking do it <laughs> <laughs> maybe not yeah which is the exact runtime of, Fight of the movie, by it's the way. It's fair yeah. use. Yeah, maybe on the second okay, so I, I guess. I guess <laughs> this that's is a more criticism. <laughs> yeah. That would be a landmark case law. Uh, <laughs> if you could get a really good lawyer and be like, no, this is criticism of the film. <laughs> That'd be landmark. That'd be awesome. Someone get Johnny Depp's lawyer on the fucking phone, even though it's not a copyright lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though that was a domestic yeah. abuse trial. Defamation trial. Oh my god, that's another fucking news story you could talk about. Yeah, why not? Yeah. We can mention that briefly. What's up? John Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Boy Depp. Yeah, you got petitions against Amber Heard showing up in Aquaman 2. It's all popping up. <laughs> I mean, it's only fair to have her career destroyed also. <laughs> right it's it's only fair yeah. they've both right. been defamed yeah, yeah. apparently it's fair. So. so yeah the the jury found that her statements about being abused by johnny depp were defamatory they also found that johnny depp's lawyer statements about uh her friends uh corroborating a story in between police officers arriving like a very specific statement about that they found that johnny depp's lawyer ex-lawyer i believe uh, made a defamatory statement against amber heard so johnny depp got 10 million compensatory and then 5 million uh punitive even though there was a limit in where was it virginia i don't remember but um and then amber heard got like 2 million so all, all in all Johnny Depp walks away with like 8.5 million, which I mean, like you can argue he lost uh, by getting blacklisted from all these major roles after the article. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, he didn't win like one Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah. Surely. Pirates. He was cut from. Yeah. Those are yeah, some like exactly. major, major. Uh, yep. Pirates. Films. Yeah. So. And that's why people are rightfully pissed off at what her career ruined, <laughs> which is fair. But it's also be fair, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were bad yeah. at that point. So, 
who knows how many more of them there would have been they pro- there probably would have been more i mean because they made yeah, so they were much huge. money people were seeing them that's why it's funny like i they did they release this yet or not but they were like planning on making one without him or some shit did that get made really how yeah i don't know yeah they're making one with margot robbie as like the lead as like i hope not jack sparrow but as some kind of yeah similar character i don't know well did you actually watch any of the trial because it's like uploaded all over youtube there's like you couldn't really avoid yeah. it it was, it, it was everywhere yeah it's if you're on youtube it's hard to avoid it so it, it's like base recommended like no sign in no internet history like front page <laughs> you know like that shit mm-hmm. was everywhere yeah yeah um it's crazy right very interesting and uh i did watch it and you know, I, I guess I didn't get the... I got a pretty good picture of, like, Amber Heard's testimony anyway. <laughs> and it... I don't know. It, it does seem like she was a little manipulative. <laughs> oh, entirely, I know. Yeah, very manipulative, actually. Not to suggest that Johnny Depp is not in any way manipulative, like he's an actor. They're both actors. Um, if... If both of them were acting during the trial, Johnny Depp acted better, is all I'm going to say. There's something that that is really kind of... Um, so, we have, obviously, the evidence that the jury is the most familiar with. Um, and I believe that the jury uh, did a, a as fair and honest of a job as they could have to come up to w- with their decisions on the trial um, in terms of liability. Um but I, I guess everybody kind of looks at these trials uh, and projects their own kind of like personal experiences onto them. Uh, maybe some people mm-hmm. have had bad experiences with men and have been uh, like domestic violence victims. Maybe some people have had bad experiences with women. And so a lot of people just like look at this as this um, as this symbolic <laughs> uh, trial to fit their narrative sort of thing and so certain people will walk Mm -hmm. away with like oh i can't believe amber heard uh this innocent victim is being uh, abused by this system of of uh the patriarchy that is making her being punished for speaking out yeah and then uh then all these like men's rights activists are like and this is why every woman who's ever accused a man of rape is wrong and blah 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 and it's just like guys just fucking just have have a nuanced take on things for once, you know. Yeah, just maybe pretty toxic discourse. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe certain things can exist without painting a picture over the entirety of society with a blanket and saying, therefore, everything is this way. Like maybe this is just about two people that are both celebrity yeah. assholes and millionaires <laughs> that are completely out of touch with the experience of any average person uh who don't even know what milk costs you know <laughs> that are just doing drugs <laughs> yeah, every yeah. single day and, and live in a completely different reality bubble uh and are so insanely arrogant and privileged that they're just awful people to each other and this time we all got to peek into their world a little bit yeah why and how was it so public because i mean it's not the first time celebrities have like sued each other but because it's like live stream yeah it's a live stream trial it was i think johnny depp requested it because in his eyes it wasn't even necessarily Mm -hmm. about winning for compensatory damages it was about winning back his reputation 
Um, and so he wanted so that the was world a specific to see, term. Okay, yeah, like what exactly the trial was. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. In some way, I think he succeeded in that. One hundred percent. Yeah. One billion percent. He in the in the eyes of the public, he's innocent. I don't think really. he'll get back to where he For was. Most people. And sure, there's some like talking heads in media that will, you know, depending on the media, depending on the person, um, that will pull the whole like, well, Amber Heard's a victim no matter what sort of thing. Um, yeah, they'll spin it. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to suggest that it isn't spin spun in the other way. Like, there's a spin either way. But what I will say personally, from the amounts that I've watched, uh, is you know, some people are arguing like, oh, that photo wasn't edited that was a vanity light and all, all i'm gonna say to that is just like okay if it's a vanity light compare the shadows if the shadows are different it's a vanity light but the shadows are the same <laughs> so uh mm-hmm. like it's it's the light is coming from one direction that's that would be very weird if anyway uh yeah amber heard if she was abused by johnny depp at the very least she lied about a lot of shit during the trial. She exaggerated things to make <laughs> to ruin his career, which yeah. is, I guess, part of the defamatory element. She didn't prove that she was abused to the jury because, uh, you know, in order for the trial to succeed, if the jury had found that she had been abused even one time by Johnny Depp, then she would have won the case. So in the eyes of the jury, that didn't happen. Um, uh, but I will say from my personal experience in terms of like having dealt with uh people in my life that are just like absolute manipulators and like borderline personality mm-hmm. uh people is that she reminded me <laughs> of of those people in well, in my life yeah. and uh mm-hmm. the people the people Definitely. in my life that have done that are, are not uh you know the, the worst examples of those were not women uh also and uh Mm-hmm. Another thing that's, I, I guess I'll just finish my little ramble here, but another thing that, again, this is completely anecdotal, completely biased, I'm just saying this is my perspective. I have a pet peeve when I watch films and I see actors trying to cry and in doing so, they blink a million times per second. One of my favorite <laughs> tearful performances are people that are able to cry without squeezing them out of their eyes with their eyelids. Throughout the entire fucking trial, Amber Heard is blinking a billion times per second, forcing out those tears, and I'm like, this is exactly what I hate in movies. Like, mm-hmm. you are so fucking manipulative. Like, she's she's literally trying to cry the entire time. Now you can, st- you can say, oh, she was abused, but she was trying to play it up for so that she was believed. You can have that opinion, but to me, it's like, if you come off as dishonest <laughs> during the trial that's not really doing you any favors and that just when when she's forcing out tears like that very unsuccessfully because she's not a good actor uh that that really does not help my opinion of her so <laughs> yeah no yeah she's really not she's yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's her stand-up yeah. performance drive angry was she in that was she <laughs> oh yeah with nick cage yeah yeah oh yeah and uh aquaman yeah she was maybe the worst the worst part of she's the worst part of it yeah her performance is awful now oh did you see um uh they they had a a representative from warner brothers testified during the trial did you catch any of that oh no 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 i didn't yeah so they were trying to um determine whether um amber heard in again aquaman 2 has not been released yet but they were trying to determine if 
um, this trial or Johnny Depp's statements had caused any um, reputational damage to Amber Heard during this trial. So they interviewed a uh, representative from uh, Warner Brothers and asked him questions about whether or not Amber Heard was cut down in any way in the upcoming Aquaman mm -hmm. 2. And he said that uh, the editing decisions made in the film uh, were not in any way related to the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, drama. But what he did say <laughs> during this interview is mm -hmm. that uh, they found it very, very difficult uh, to edit this film with Amber Heard in it because she had such a lack of chemistry with Jason Momoa. <laughs> and that was like, that oh, was funny. most of what they talked about. It was like, this is, you know, we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of special effects work. <laughs> in, you know, we do a lot of manipulating in films when you edit and like music. It's all to like manipulate a, a, a picture basically of, uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, try and make the narrative happen even if it doesn't happen naturally we had to do a lot of work with this because amber heard and jason momoa had no chemistry uh yeah it was pretty funny <laughs> that's amazing jesus come on with jason i'll send you the clip ralph if you want to use it in your aquaman 2 review I, oh my I think god I favorited come on that. with jason momoa maybe jason momoa is like a fucking good looking guy too yeah he's yeah, got well. charisma he's got yeah. yeah charisma he's a fucking like huge hunk yeah. So, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. The, in my perspective, to summarize the whole trial, it's a shit they're show. both probably yeah. bad people, uh, and Amber Heard <laughs> deserves to not be in successful movies because, you know, it would be fair. Yeah, I think it's a safe assumption. I think that, that like, even, even if Johnny Depp is, like, revived in the public eye, like, I'm not sure a lot of major studios will want that controversy attached to no. them anyway. <laughs> um, so I don't know if his career is like revived. Yeah. Do you think it's done? Yeah, that's what I was saying. He'll never, he'll never be in a pirates movie again. He's never going to be to where he was. Like, yeah. I don't mm -hmm. think he's yeah, going to be in. Absolutely yeah. not. I think they're both no. probably shitty people. Um, and <laughs> yeah, they, they should both just Who not the fuck be in knows? movies. Again. <laughs> we're, we're just, <laughs> they're yeah. both fucking multimillionaires. Fucking cry about it and just don't yeah, be in they'll, movies. They'll be right. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, <laughs> crying your piles of money. They're both handing each other over millions of dollars, and they're gonna go, be fine. Yeah, go do some crazy uh, research chemical drugs about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They be probably any, spend uh, that big. much a year on just cocaine. Yeah. yeah. I saw that trailer yeah. for that new uh, Kevin Spacey movie. Speaking Hell of yeah. like defamed actors, uh, oh, oh fuck yeah! I can't wait for that. Man, the best. What a, what a state! <laughs> oh my yeah. yeah! There was no uh, Christmas video uh, last year. Boo. Was there from him? Yeah, disappointment. Yeah, what the hell? That Come was my on. least favorite Christmas. <laughs> 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 Those are awful. <laughs> like why? Such a surreal, it? surreal yeah. video that. All right, um, and that was that was the news. That was Johnny Depp, Amber yeah, Heard, which um, and uh, okay, let's quickly. Uh, speaking of Kevin Spacey, he was in a <laughs> show directed by David Fincher, who also directed an episode in Love, Death, Robot season three. Did we watch it? Which is also on Netflix. Nice. Those were both on Netflix. They're both Netflix. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw, I saw a couple from season three. Um, I've been kind of all over the place with this series. Like season one, I watched all of. There were there were a couple standout episodes. So I like the animation a lot, but there's also a bunch of just really weird kind of ideas that that didn't land for me. And then I heard season two just wasn't worth checking out. But then seeing David Fincher directed an episode of season three, I was like. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this, I'll watch this, and you recommended another one, Adam, so I saw that one too. But I, I really enjoyed the Fincher episode, I thought it was a, mm-hmm. a good short, I like the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the animation is getting just ridiculous at this point with the, I'd love to know the budget for each episode on here. And I, I'm sure the Fincher episode probably got the biggest <laughs> amount of yeah. uh, money thrown its way. Um, yeah. That's what it looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for when we're going to start getting features with this kind of tone. Because I I feel like Mm. there's an audience for it. Um, Mm. This kind of tone, that kind of style. I think we're not that far off as long as the technology keeps, you know, gradually getting cheaper and more efficient. I think maybe 10 years or so we might be getting that kind of thing in feature length movies. And it could be really cool. The potential is like really interesting. Mm -hmm. You could just learn Japanese. And then you'd see animated <laughs> features with adult themes all the time. Yeah, true. Well, like the Resident Evil uh, Vendetta movie. Um, <laughs> the Resident Evil yeah. Vendetta. That's a mature uh, mature animated CGI movie, yeah. Uh, I thought the Fincher one was really good. Yeah. Did you watch all of them, Ralph, or how many did you watch? <laughs> no, I watched a couple. I watched... Is the one you recommended the last one? The one after yeah, the Fincher? Yeah, the last one, one or... of the okay. uh, season, season three. The last, yeah, the, yeah, with the last one, I think is what I saw also. With the dancer. I thought and, that uh, that was incredible. I yeah. thought, I genuinely thought yeah, that that was I love incredible. that one. I loved it. That might that be one. my favorite Love, Death, Robots short ever. Um, oh. Yeah, no dialogue. It yeah. Was, yeah. It, was it, was really such a, it had a really great style yeah yeah it's such very, a very almost like a fever dream it felt like a fever dream like even with the sound and um yeah it was the, frightening the, too ex- yeah it was terrifying yeah. it, was awesome. it got some like real yeah. legitimate yeah. emotions out of me uh, the cool. music was incredible the editing was so bizarre mm. and just like so intentionally mm. like like uncomfortable so yeah. Yeah, I yeah. watched it with someone and yeah, there's like the part where he like bashes his head into the girl and like the person I was with was like, Holy shit, like <laughs> they didn't see it coming at all. Like it's that's yeah. such a great yeah, that's a great short. I still like the Fincher one a little more, but yeah, that that was that's a good one. I liked the I really Fincher liked one, one a lot. I still like the other one more. Um what I do really love about the Fincher one Yeah, I think is the Fincher one's the best they, one. <laughs> they're walking this fine line between hyper realistic CG and good character design where they're not sacrificing yeah. either um and it's a very difficult point to hit for uh, computer animation and i i love that they did that yeah it avoids uncanny valley yeah yeah uh yeah. the character they was still kind of like exaggerated faces almost like caricature style but it still had a very oh, yeah. real like like textures and like everything looked like the, the lighting was like really awesome like it, it was just super great looking and yeah david fincher has a background in special effects so. yeah it had a great narrative a really it had a good story i thought 
just like the the twists and turns it took spoilers and uh the monster kind of element too yeah you know? and then it becomes like almost telepathic like i didn't see that element also like it, it starts possessing the people kills and spoilers i'm like wow that's fucking sick <laughs> yeah spoilers sorry like yeah, yeah this is a i don't know how i feel about sh- spoiling shorts but yeah it's just like such an experience this movie as long as we let um, them know it's being spoiled. i love the fincher one yeah I love the, and yeah, too, because it's also very narrative driven, unlike most of them. That's why I don't give a shit about most of them. Most of them feel very, like I saw that one, um, it's like mini of the dead or something. It's like a miniature zombie one. The one that was like the top, fine, the top view, kind of like top down view. Yeah. Bird's eye view of like, it looks stop motion, but it's not. Yeah. Kind of like Night of Living Dead. Mm hmm. Yeah, which is cool, but it's just like an eight-minute thing. It doesn't really have a yeah, story. It's I like, just like that. A little, like a, more, almost like a, it's like a VFX reel. Like that's how a lot of the feel mm, to me. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, the, the best ones, the best ones are like the Fincher one, or like even that one, that last one. They feel like an actual film. <laughs> like they're telling a story or they're conveying a tone that's like really um, original. I'm I'm fine watching through all of them, even if not all of them are great, because they're so low commitment. Uh, the problem was like season two didn't really have any like redeeming ones, <laughs> whereas this one has like a you know those yeah. two are the best ones, and the the rest of them are like not bad at all. Um, there was one that I enjoyed, uh, Kill Team Kill, was like kind of fun and explicit. Oh. Uh, it had Seth Green in it. Um, yeah, that had like a more comedic one. I think you'd enjoy that one, Ralph. Um, there's like a big like cyborg bear that they're killing. Oh, okay. Mason's Rats, that was a great one. Isn't there like a running gag one with uh <laughs> There's like a there's like a one with a continuing cast of characters almost. The robots one? Yeah. Yeah, that's like they those are their mascots, I guess. I guess, yeah. That show. one's okay. But... There was one <laughs> from season 3 that I found to be like offensive. There was only one. Oh, which? That I was like <laughs> it was the second last episode offensive? It was called Invaulted Halls Entombed. <laughs> And it was the most mm. styleless, derivative, like, just, like, you can just, <laughs> every single frame, you can be like, oh, that's from Dead Space. Oh, that's from blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's from this. Oh, this is, is that from the- that video oh, okay. And then, at the very end, yeah. Made by Sony appears on the screen, and I was like, you uh, bastards. It was like the most uninspired bullshit. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> I did see that one. Yeah, that one was it's fun. So I, I didn't hate it as much as you. It's bland. Yeah, you're, you're right. It was very, it was very average. And it's just like at the at the end of it. Yeah. Well, they get spoilers, but it's just such a stupid ending. I thought <laughs> that one. Every single other short in season three, even if they're not great, they're still trying to do something, and they're still made by a person that has something to say to some extent. You know, and they're still mm-hmm. exhibiting, showing, showing us some sort of style or some sort of concept. Whereas, like that particular episode, that Sony one was just like, "You're saying nothing. <laughs> You've you're showing us nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna go to sleep." <laughs> yeah, it was very average. Uh, but yeah, I, anyone listening, I would also recommend the episode Mason's Rats. That was a really fun one. That one, the one disturbing. with the rats, is good. Yeah, yeah. I um, loved it. I, I like the one, the very pulse of the machine. That one was good. Very pulse with of the, the girl. She's like, wa- she's walking through Mars, I guess, or whatever. Some yeah, I like that one. Planet. You yeah. saw that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. That was a good one. And she almost has like a drug trip, I guess. I had to kind of get used to that animation style. 
It was a bit jarring for me, but uh, it was yeah. Good. But again, I like that one. Actually, told a story. It didn't. Yeah. It wasn't just like fucking. True. You know, the other one I was thinking of, Night of the Many Dead. Yeah, which I didn't hate it. I just thought it was. I probably liked that one more than, um, in vaulted halls entombed. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the <laughs> weakest such a weird of, name. of season three. Yeah, the the best one is Jebero. I guess that's how you say Jebero. I don't know how you say that. And bad traveling. Those are the best ones. I think. What is, what's that one called? Oh, the, the one, one of the like the Jibiro. one that I recommended. Jebero, yeah. Jebaro, or whatever. I, <laughs> I don't no know idea. if I'm saying Jibiro. it right. <laughs> There's no yeah. dialogue Jibiro, in the Jibiro. entire short, so no one knows. Yeah, he also did a really good one in season one. Mm. But yeah, holy mm. fuck, I love the style of that last one. It's like it feels like yeah, it feels like um like a Suda Fifty One video game or something. It's like a PS3 frame rate kind of thing, but it's like you can't fault it in the way of being like, oh, that's that's. Uh, like just a low frame rate because of some rendering issue. It's like clearly an intentional choice to make it mm-hmm. more. It, it's almost kind of like stop motion, you know? In a yeah, way, yeah. But it can't, he he worked not. on the art department for um, Spider Verse, I think. Oh which yeah, had a similar mm-hmm. style going, and he had an episode. I think he directed in s- season one where it was like a woman being chased, and it was way more. It was quite stylistically similar to Spider Verse, and yeah, you can see that kind of through line. There's, it's really pushing um, it though in that season three one. The guy mm-hmm. won uh, best uh, animated short at the Oscars this year, um, and I still didn't see it. Usually, I watch the shorts, but there was literally no way for me to watch all of them, so I just said fuck it and didn't watch any of them, just because Canada, you know, couldn't mm-hmm. access them. But yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Because yeah, that 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 last episode blew me away. It was just a, such a perfect stylized like amazing thing i loved it yeah yeah that, yeah, that director has a lot of potential i'd love to see what else mm-hmm. he's got up his sleeve mm-hmm. i'd love to see him make a feature mm-hmm. it's not spider-man <laughs> speaking of features features ralph had a uh, features oh, oh we're talking about my recommendation now yeah Oh wow! I'm so excited. Yeah, the, the Morbius prequels, right? Yeah, they're they're in the same universe as Morbius, which is in the same universe as Spider-Man, which is in the same universe as the MCU now. And then Deadpool shows up. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's please. in all of them because it oh. doesn't matter. So the movie I recommended was Blade. Blade. You did it. It's a Blade. <laughs> there's Hello. like a completely unrelated. There's an Inside Gaming. Um, you know Inside Gaming, Adam. <laughs> you were uh, on yeah. there once <laughs> and uh there's like a they, they were playing this game called sin episodes emergence and the main character's name blade and i just kept thinking of that while watching the movie because their video was very funny oh. on it and yeah <laughs> he just kept like hey blade it's a blade like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what's um, blade? So yeah, blade from it's it's a movie starring wesley snipes from the 90s 1998 uh-huh. And uh, it's about a vampire hunter named Blade, who's um, who's also a vampire himself, and it's based on like a, a Marvel comic, and it's like an early era kind of superhero movie, um, uh-huh. before Marvel got big, you know, kind of with X Men even, and definitely before the MCU. Back when it was innocent. Yeah, back when it was um a little more experimental, and they could do things like make a rated R movie. Uh, about a black guy. <laughs> 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 and 
and yeah it's like wesley snipes you know yeah and it was successful enough for yeah, two sequels it was so. super successful i mean this movie is kind of iconic you know wesley snipes say whatever you want about him in these movies he's he's got a look and i feel like <laughs> part of like why he they got him and why he's in these movies is just because he looks cool he looks cool uh-huh. in the glasses and he looks cool in the coat. Yeah, so cool. To and it's taxes. like, okay, that's Blade. That's that's pretty much all you need, right? Because <laughs> there's not much else to Blade aside from that. He's just like a guy who's in a, a coat and he fights vampires and he looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I guess I guess this movie captured that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that because I, I didn't look at the date until after I finished watching the first movie. And I just assumed that it was kind of aping a lot of like the Matrix kind of imagery with the leather jacket and stuff. And just a lot of a lot of the action and whatnot was reminding me, just the settings were just making me think Sound of the Matrix. And I saw it was 1998. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I was, which made me just think, oh, I guess it was just this era. Just leather was really in. This kind of look, this kind of vibe, this kind of sound was really in. And vampires too. <laughs> I completely forgotten just the vampire <laughs> onslaught that like the late 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. was just obsessed with be it like van helsing i am legend twilight league of extraordinary gentlemen it was just like never ending with the vampire stuff and i guess blade is kind of partially responsible for getting that that ball rolling as um as campy and kind of lame as it is i i don't know i i really don't (laughs) care about blade i i I, the movies kind of get progressively worse to me as they go on. Like Wrong. I, I think the wow. Oh, really? Okay, really? okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, let's let's talk about this because for me, I found the first one the most entertaining as like the time capsule, campy, silly, stupid. Like, there's no tension to anything. It's all just like so dumb and over the top. Like suckheads yeah. and just putting sunblock on. It's yeah, it's like so corny and so silly. It's, it's the late nineties encapsulated. Like I'm glad you mentioned the sound. Like the soundtrack is just the techno. It's <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah. like yeah. You know, you're so either going with to clubs it or you are. Like if you hate it, you're gonna hate the movie. But if you don't mind that soundtrack, when like, it's just it's, it's pretty fun. I think <laughs> it's very nostalgic. Yeah. Were you like big into Blade as like a kick? Cause I remember watching them. And, and liking the kind of, it, it was heavier, it was a bit more edgy around the early 2000s. So you didn't have many superhero films to kind of choose from, especially mm-hmm. this ilk. Right. So there was an alert to Blade back then, but it's, I did find it very funny watching yeah. it now. I, d- I did watch it when I was younger, right? Because it was a superhero movie. And it was about the age where I was getting into the more mature ones, like Punisher or so on. And then, like, yeah, Blade was, like, this perfect kind of film to introduce me to R-rated movies. I guess it was one of my first ones I've seen. It was just, like, like you said, really over-the-top blood. Um, and it's, like, I think it's, like, a great superhero film. Like, like everything you're looking for in that kind of movie. It, it just kind of... Uh, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't, like, dwell on the whole, like, origin stuff. It's just kind of in the intro. It just no, gets out really, of the way. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. You like know, he's born of. from his uh, vampire mom, and uh, who's who got, got got by a vampire, I guess. And yeah, and that's like that's it. Yeah, and then he grows up to be Wesley Snipes. And I like the casting. I, I think it's a good cast. Like his friend Abraham Whistler, played by Chris Christopherson. Like that was a good casting choice. Like I really like the dynamic with that character for all of these movies basically even the third one it's like one of the few redeeming things about it well, yeah because blade is like he's so stoic like and he's a man mm-hmm. of few words so they needed a character like whistler to be a bit more like 
quippy almost and not in like mm-hmm. a right and to humanize him yeah it does yeah. humanize him definitely like yeah when, it's like tragic backstory I guess, and everything. spoiler yeah like when whistler dies like at the end of the kind movie of. like that was an emotional scene. kind of yeah <laughs> well, yeah he comes back in the sequel which is hilarious like when they reveal that in the sequel that's hilarious but you know in this movie it does have like an emotional kind of weight to it even though you don't think these characters even though they're cartoon characters like you don't care about what's happening uh, i was so checked out by that point you know I was enjoying uh-huh. the first half of Blade One because mm. I find the when I said it's nostalgic, I this is the first I've never seen Blade before, but I, it was nostalgic because of the tone. And uh, someone okay. in my comment section pointed out that the music genre is uh, called breakbeat slash big beat. Is that like a subgenre? So or is that... that might be it. But oh, yeah. really? I thought it was just it's techno. like uh, yeah. I'll, it, it's kind of like the Matrixy uh, stuff. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll look yeah. up some more of it later. It all sounds the same to me. It's just, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. I just laugh when I hear it. it is yeah, funny. I wouldn't call it techno. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, it's so nostalgic. It, it's, it's the soundtrack to you wouldn't steal a DVD, basically. Um, and that's just it's very <laughs> oh, God, nostalgic. Yeah, to yeah me. that's so true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I grew up with that shit, and so I, I loved watching it. I loved the cheese. I loved him just throwing her out of the fucking window onto a pile of boxes. Like I guess he knew exactly how, like what the texture of that was, and there was nothing underneath. But you know, dislocated her shoulder. That you know, that was fun. Um, yeah, I, there's there's a lot about this that I was just like. I was into the, you know, the the opening scene, the blood party, blah 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 blah. It was like over the top, great. And then yeah. halfway through the movie, the pacing just comes to, down to a grinding halt, where it's just like one hundred percent dialogue exposition, and like yeah. takes itself way too seriously. I'm like, man, if this had just had a bit more self awareness and a bit more like jokiness to to how it was presenting itself, then this would just be fine. Uh-huh. But like. It had just such an awful sense of pacing. I, I agree. I, I just, it, I felt it could have been shorter. It is the, it's the longest one, isn't the it? Structure was, yeah, two hours. Like, what the fuck? I just felt it should have, it should have just been shorter. Uh huh. It's exactly two hours. It's 120 minutes. Jesus, and yeah, it could have been an hour feels, and a half. There's parts of it that I, I love. There's parts of it that I absolutely love. But yeah, there's just like these long parts of it that go on too long. Like, I, I completely agree that are just mm-hmm. like not yeah. that interesting. It's In just, the second I feel half it needed more action and it needed to be shorter but like whenever it was focused on like you know uh, wessler and wesley snipes like that, that stuff was good like the death scene like that was good um yeah it does drag you're right but yeah whenever they like elaborate into the vampire lore because it's like it's like trying to in the 90s modernize the idea of like vampires and make it cool and make it hip and that side of it was like mm-hmm. really funny to me, like addressing like the silver bullets <laughs> and the garlic stuff. It's like so so corny to me. Yeah, that I just. But that's like that's very comic book to me. The fact that they just it's so part of the, you know, it's like almost like Iron Man's equipment or like the the Black Panthers like vibranium or whatever. Like they all have their shit. <laughs> they all have their lore and just like blade is like garlic and and steaks and whatever <laughs> and and dracula garlic is a very funny thing to have and yeah it's like this. it is it is funny but i think it works for the world of this movie because it is so over the top it's it's so silly i was actually laughing a lot um i don't know how much of it was intentional but yeah you know, i was laughing it's, i think it's a really entertaining movie 
um, for the most part. I don't think it's perfect. Yeah, I lost it when he when Wesley he like mouths what the fuck in like the final confrontation. <laughs> and I had to like rewind it because I was like, what did was that like an audio error or something? Was he supposed to say something there? But he he does just mouth it. it the whole performance is yeah. just so so silly to me, and I, I was quite a fan of the the big like obese creature vampire scene where they kind of interrogate it with the uv light and i like the whole like prosthetics oh yeah that, that was, that was awesome. weird I, I remember that from when i was like you know it's kid watching it that was a really cool scene yeah the the makeup there was great and disturbing yeah yeah and like the they unlock that like room behind them and it's kind of a cool set with all the like the, the vampire bible or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff was kind of entertaining to me yeah, you don't see that kind of shit in superhero movies now, even in the rated R ones. It's just mm-hmm. not what that sets? kind of grotesque. <laughs> well, even that grotesque kind of body horror. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That character, yeah. Yeah, it made me th- think of uh, Spawn. Did you ever see that? Yeah. That was like another one. No, I've never kind of seen that one. With the, I've the heard it was clown. bad. Yeah, it's, it's not very good, but like, I don't really mm-hmm. think this movie's that good either, but it, it fits in with it's the, probably better. <laughs> the kind of, you know, just the violence, the grotesque nature, trying to go for that more adult audience and trying to avoid mm-hmm. the, the kids. It's embracing the violence. I didn't see it, but it's, I'd say Blade is better. It, it, at least it's oh, more yeah. iconic. I'd, I'd say Blade's better than Spawn, um, but yeah. There's some cool effects in this movie. Like when that head vampire or the head of the cult or whatever was burning him in sunlight, that was fucking a really cool effect, I thought. Especially for 1998, I really liked that. It was super gory. <laughs> what about when, um, like the the chamber of vampires, or like like the skeleton flyers, all like exploded out of all of their heads and was flying around the room? That, that looked interesting. <laughs> there's some effect. It's a little inconsistent, but there's some effects that I thought were pretty inspired and, and like cool. For yeah, the yeah, time. you're right. For 98, yeah. there's there's a, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, I could at least tell what they were going for, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Almost like um, almost like a uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of vibe, where mm. it doesn't look real. You know, it looks it looks like a model getting melted, <laughs> but like it looks fucking cool. Kind of cartoon. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. It looks grotesque and it gets my mind racing. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in this particular one, I would say that like the framing and cinematography are like bad at points. Um, mm-hmm. there was like oh, a yeah. really like a distractingly like just bizarre choice in uh near the beginning of the film where the um the female lead and her boyfriend are talking and they're uh before the boyfriend gets killed um and it was like the camera was it seemed like confused as to what it was supposed to be looking at like it was overly swaying and like most of the film is like pretty uh stationary it's not like doing this like shaky cam thing mm. but just that one scene it's just it's doing that and she's l- almost out of frame it's just like she's having a conversation and it's basically just like are we supposed to be looking at her tits it's like what it was yeah it was like a, a short scene where the style of, of filmmaking did not match the entirety of the rest of the film and it was like what the mm-hmm. fuck just happened and the film's so long it could have been just cut anyway like whatever anyway yeah there were some weird <laughs> choices yeah this point it is kind of hard for me to follow what was happening especially in the action and so on i think the second movie is much better in terms of that stuff it's a much better looking movie yeah the um, second half of this movie is just absolute cancer uh, yeah there's that, that shot um and, and 
<laughs> in the last fight scene, there's a shot where Blade, he like, he has to throw all the vials at the villain, and it's like a close-up. I, I actually couldn't tell what they were trying to show. It was like just this weird blur, which was supposed to be implying him like throwing a bunch of the vials. Oh, but it was yeah. just like what, it was kind of weird. <laughs> I have no idea what is going, or what you're yeah, trying to display yeah. with some of this. <laughs> it was um, <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to Blade Two, or do we have more to say about? Maybe. Well, like I just. Like you're saying about the cinematography, yeah, I just more got, like, something out of the tone, more so than I did actually how it was framed, Then, you know, it was more like the idea of the action sequences, like that opening, the, the, him fighting all the vampires in the club yeah. that's covered in blood as everyone's running around, yeah, like, yeah, that's like awesome, it, like, it doesn't even matter, like, how you film it, right, like, it's, it's already a cool, like, set piece, so... I, I just like more the the, the tone and, and yeah, it's just kind of how this fits in superhero movies. I do think it's one of the better ones. I don't think it's boring at all. It's it's over the top, but it is quite entertaining. The second half of this movie is mo- one of the most excruciatingly boring things ever. <laughs> I, mean, I was just I was I was checking out. So how'd you so feel hard. about the villain? How'd you I don't feel even about remember the villain. The villain. By, um... I don't even remember what the villain was. <laughs> I feel like he's a big part of the movie. I feel like he's the whole the villain. He was like the really campy guy. I saw it like a week ago. I don't remember shit. It was so boring. <laughs> That's like the whole part of like the vampire kind of council and that whole part of the movie is like kind of developing the villain. That's like the villain's plot line. It's, it's revealed that like he bit his um his mum from the intro and then his mom comes back and there's the weird kind of like incestuous oh. scene this like oh blade. yeah blade's mom yeah like what oh, is, yeah. This, is this like the northman now like, like yeah. The, yeah yeah that was Spoilers. a little weird right like the, the, the whole i wasn't expecting his mom to come back into the movie i was i didn't remember that part of the film and yeah she's just like the same age it looks like she looked like she was younger than wesley snipes actually yeah, which yeah. was a little distracting um but whatever this it's a corny movie but i still found it quite entertaining like i said it's a very 90s film (laughs) tone music cheesiness fucking loved it for the first half and then checked out of the second half wanted to die in (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I didn't find it to drag quite as badly as you did adam i i find this one the most entertaining one um really just for for the humor yeah i do um mostly for the humor Mm -hmm. value um but but it is a case of I am laughing at it a lot of the time, um, so on the, on those grounds it it probably is my favourite one. Where I I definitely <laughs> will admit there's no, nowhere near the best in terms of like production or or style or consistency or anything like that. I just find it the the funniest and most entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's definitely entertaining, and uh, yeah, I didn't mind that villain really. Uh. Well, what do you think about um? It's written by David S. Goya. I think he wrote all three, or at least jumped on all three. And he's like, yeah, oh. and then he starts doing shit with, like, fucking Dark Knight bet. Yeah. He does a lot of comic book stuff, um, or, like, blockbuster movies. I, I think it's pretty well written. Like, you know, like... <laughs> like I, that I, that I, first part was so good. Like, it, it focuses on on, like just action and just like blade being cool but yeah i i like that it does focus on making blade like humanizing him with the wesler character and like there's a lot of smart choices like that that just a lot of other superhero movies wouldn't focus on or they would throw in kind of bullshit to that would pad the movie out even more and i don't know i I thought the movie was 
pretty tight. It just could have been a little shorter and uh, like had more action scenes and <laughs> and less like dialogue. It was just like so much dialogue explaining the plot that just wasn't interesting. Yeah, with the it's vampire like, rules. Yeah, we like yeah, like we didn't need all this dialogue. It could have just been more kind of like more what the second one does. That's why I like the second one more. It's just more action, more you know of what you want to see in this kind of film, unless it's just like boring exposition. Um, but yeah, I still found it entertaining. I guess we can move on. <laughs> okay. What, what, what ratings? I'm giving this one a 4 out of 10. What'd you give it? <laughs> uh, I, I give it a, I give it a 6 out of 10. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's really good. It's f- quite funny. Yeah. I'd go, <laughs> I'd go right down the middle, like two and a half star, 5 out of 10. It's, it's, okay. got, it's got its charms. It's a nice time capsule. I find it funny and entertaining, but yeah, a bit too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little too long, yeah. Didn't need to be two hours, exactly. Uh, the next one is only a couple minutes shorter, I think, so. Uh-huh. Moving on to Blade 2, uh, which is directed by Guillermo. Guillermo, Guillermo. del Toro. Yeah, I always forget that. I always forget that he directed this movie. This is one of his official films in his filmography, is Blade <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it came out in 2002. And, um, I guess it doesn't really matter which much of what the plot is. It's like, it, you know, Blade is back and I, it's just like and a, his friend. It, it says, back. here's, yeah, here's, here's like the, like the log line or whatever on, on letterbox. It says faster, sharper, and deadlier. Like, oh. I would agree with that. It's just like, it's Blade, <laughs> but better. It's Blade, but sleeker and better made and has more of a budget. And it has a really good cast now. Like it had a good cast before, with like Wessler and uh, and Blade. And, and now it has Ron Perlman, has Donnie Yen, it had Norm Reedus. And I thought they brought a lot to it. I actually really enjoyed their characters a lot. And of course, Guillermo del Toro directing it, it, it looked really good. <laughs> it had a really great style, and the action scenes are awesome. Yeah, the production was so much better. Yeah, it just looks like a fucking really sleek the, movie. Yeah, the intent of each each like visual sequence is much more clear than the other films. Yeah, you actually oh, feel yeah. like you're watching a comic book almost. Like everything is very, the action is very clear, and everything's very well shot. And yeah, it's just the. I, I just, I kind of love this movie. I do think it's kind of one of the greatest superhero comic book movies out there that you can watch. Not to say it's a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but like, it, this is a director who's made like uh, Oscar nominated films and uh, Oscar winning films. What am I saying? To the Shape of Water is an Oscar winning film. And this is a, you know, this is that same director tackling something that's like really yeah corny and like over the top but he does it really well mm. it's like as people love blade 2 they do consider it one of the best in that genre and yeah i'm like yeah it is it, it reminds me of like great sequels too like the camaraderie of the team in this movie reminds me of like aliens or something like that and it's, it does feel kind of intentional like this is guillermo del toro's aliens there was a there was like a creature design that reminded me of aliens there's literally a predator mm-hmm, alien ripoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. had a predator face and an alien tongue. There's parts of it that remind me of Hellboy 1 and 2, which are also comic book movies that Guillermo made. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the fighting, there's like these fighting vampires that fight Blade or whatever in the scene. And they remind me of like kind of characters in Hellboy 1 and 2. We got Norman, Norman Reedus. 
the first strand type like, movie yeah from walking dead <laughs> yeah i thought he which was is good. funny because norman Reedus and guillermo are both in death stranding mm-hmm. oh yeah sure yeah yeah i didn't i didn't think about that connection yeah yeah um so what'd you guys think of it i, I said enough yeah clearly i i have a boner for this film <laughs> but a yeah. lot of nerds do a lot of nerds love this movie rightfully so it's pretty fucking cool yeah, there's a lot I appreciate about it. Yeah, same with the production, with the, like, creatures. That should be on the DVD. <laughs> a lot of nerds love that movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> Just, yeah, and, like, the, the the whole prosthetics and the design of the vampires, and there's certain, like, creative action scenes and fun sets, and it's okay, but, like, I... I at this point, I just feel like there's just not much to do with Blade aside from the action. I was getting kind of bored of a lot of the action. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's the thing. If you don't like Blade, like, th- there's nothing to Blade. He's just a vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks awesome. Yeah, I don't know. And it was also just seemed like, uh, just thinking about Guillermo, there's a lot of kind of like imagery and ideas that he clearly was like desperate to channel into something like Hellboy. You know, with those like vampires that first show up and they're, they're wearing these outfits that kind of look like the, the fish guy from Hellboy or just think about right. like Mimic from 97 a few years before with the like dingy tunnels and the CG creatures like hunting people. It just, I, I don't know. It didn't, I don't know if it necessarily is the best combo to me, like the Blade and Guillermo. There's, I, I think it's just knowing like <laughs> where he goes after and like what he, what he truly wanted to explore yeah. and do is just so much more interesting than like the restrictions that come with someone as like boring to me as Blade. Um, especially <laughs> cause me, like, this is, to me, this is much better than Pacific Rim. Like you're talking about films he made after. Like I would yeah. much rather watch this film. This is a much more entertaining film to me than Pacific Rim. Yeah, I think I'm probably with you on that. Yeah. But then actually, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I was more entertained by Pacific Rim. I don't remember that much about Pacific Rim, but I feel like I feel like I was more entertained by it. Pacific Kaiju Rim's shit. like over two hours long for no reason. And yet, this movie, yeah, Blades I, I are all them. two hours long for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's slightly, this one's under two hours. Slightly under. Yeah. This, yeah, this is, this is the best looking one. This is the best i mean as far as the structure is concerned like it at least like changes and has reveals towards like the end of the second act where it's like oh like there's a surprise with the villain and it turns out i wish i cared it has some more (laughs) but that's the thing they're like yeah i really (laughs) i wish i cared about the surprises because i it's i don't i don't give a shit about any of these characters i don't give a shit about anything (laughs) that happens to them i don't give a shit about the action it was just like some of the creature effects were cool, and uh, you know, th- yeah. There's there's yeah. some gear. It's like, what, it's what it. we were saying about the first movie with Whistler being like such a crucial character. They clearly realized it because yeah, he had to he had to come back like the the first kind of chunk of the movie is yeah. So no stakes rescuing Whistler. Nobody, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> yeah, you know? like yeah, it's like the Fast and Furious from a different angle. Nothing like, matters. Yeah, I, I just it's the thing with the action without tension. Like I just I can't really get into it. I yeah, can't do uh, it. There, there, there's just there's tiny things I like here and there conceptually. I liked the again same with the the first movie. I liked the intro of this, the the idea of like a blood donation place where just a bunch of homeless drug addicts go. They they pay you for your blood here, man, and like <laughs> the vampires run it. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of funny. I like that yeah. that that that's a kind of like fun world building thing. It's like oh, this would exist kind of maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. But then 
I just I completely checked out of the movie from I don't know minute five to the rest of it. So <laughs> yeah, well, it it did the thing that um the Raimi Spider Man films do a little bit um with the kind of weightless gooey CG uh, like action. Um, that was that was one thing. With how much action is in the movie, there is so much of it that is does look kind of dated to me with the the weird weightlessness and. It is more creative. Yeah, some all, weird effects. Around, but, but yeah, it's pretty know. creative for the most part, I thought, with the effects. I don't think many of them look that bad, honestly. I thought most of them looked pretty good. Blade jumps around a lot, but <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like the whenever they killed vampires or whatever in this movie, it looked much better than the first one. Yeah, they were very proud of that light particle. Like, yeah, it looks, it's, much it better. looks incredibly, yeah. no comparison, much better yeah. than the first one. <laughs> it's just so yeah, much no more doubt. competently directed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and not really a reliance on like CGI either, which is something I like about it. Um, and movies from that era specifically, it's just you didn't they didn't really use CGI that much. It's mostly practical stuff and practical blood, and you know that those elements they in the movie CG- work I, really well. I noticed yeah. a bunch of CG in this. They movie. use they use CG a decent amount, but yeah, it's not as thing, much right? as in not as much in Pacific Rim. The Pacific Rim is almost entirely CGI. Or even take take any Marvel film now with like a Spider Man movie or whatever. The entire like all the action scenes are entirely CGI. This movie had sets and yeah, real choreography and wire work and. Yeah, uh, real blood, like, well, not real blood, but, like, real fake blood. (laughs) Uh, Physical blood, yeah, like, practical effects, yeah. And, like, all of those parts of the movie really help. And, uh, you know, it is supposed to be this, like, horror film in a way, like, a vampire movie. And it it captures that much better than anything, like, Morbius or even the first one. Like, the, the creature effects in this movie are really great. And that's something Guillermo's known for also. That's yeah, not I'm something the first one even has. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the vampire council in the first one, they just look like guys. And in this one, <laughs> like the leader, the leader of the vampire, whatever, like the main bad guy that I guess the father of the main bad guy in this film, like he looks really grotesque and it's like this really pale guy and like it's a really good makeup and same with the villain and same with like a lot of the elements of this movie. It, it feels like a world that's like really fleshed out because it's, you know, a really good director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wish it was anchored around someone more interesting. Because like, what's Blade's like journey? He can't, he kind yeah. of has a like a, lo- a love interest who's like a really bad actor. If you don't connect with the comic book tone of it and like that, it's just like a, a surrogate for the audience, basically, which is like what most of these comic book movies are. Then I totally understand. But it's just like it's Blade, and you want to see Blade fight vampires, and if he's doing any, anything else, it, the movie would kind of fall apart, because he's not really <laughs> he's not really designed to do anything else aside from just fight vampires in a fucking really over-the-top <laughs> scene. Like, well, yeah, yeah. They, as the movies go on, they have to keep adding more and more, like, side characters, because, like, there's just so little to do <laughs> with this Blade. <laughs> yeah. and, like, that, that's where the third one really falls apart, though, for me. In this yeah, one, yeah. all the side characters are really great. Like, they are much they, better. they, they more bring like the... they bring Whistler back like like you said it's totally silly it doesn't make any sense but <laughs> it, like you have to bring it back because he's one of the best parts of the first one and that's yeah. when I'm like okay it's just just give up on like logic or like yeah give up on taking this seriously because this is like this is Blade's world like this is something completely outside of like me like trying to rationalize what's going on I don't know the movie takes itself pretty seriously. 
you know no it does <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> with the techno it's, music granted not as much yeah, techno but it music it's in not this ironic one. in that time period they're not Neither doing it ironically take themselves seriously at yeah. all I feel like they're trying to be cool a lot of the time. Yeah, it's yeah, not which ironic. Which is what you get enjoyment out of. Yeah, hmm? I, I find that very entertaining and funny. Being cool. <laughs> oh, I I find it I find it like entertaining and funny when it's like. But it's it's still cool. Yeah, it's like you know it it, it is cool. It's it's Wesley Snipes and the he got he got he got convicted of tax. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll but talk. About aside that, from that, like sure. you know, at the time he was cool. It, it it did have that impact on like culture. <laughs> it only it only goes so long for for me when it's just like explicitly the tone, right? And I don't care about the characters, and I don't care about the story, and I don't care about the action. So all I have is the tone, and so the tone is established, and then it stays the same for the entire movie, and I have nothing. And so I made I made three <laughs> separate Amazon purchases during the film. Because I was struggling to pay attention, and each of them related to my physical discomfort, which was just highlighted by how bored I was. So I, I purchased an extension for my chair for a headrest on my chair, because first I was leaning back in my chair, just like struggling to, to focus on the film, and then was just like, oh, my neck's uncomfortable. Maybe I should get one of these. So I bought like a headrest for my chair, and then I kept watching the film, you know, 20 minutes go by, I'm like, oh, my arm's uncomfortable, I should go back in the hot tub, then I remembered the light on my hot tub's (laughs) broken, so I gotta get a replacement light for the hot tub, so I bought a replacement (laughs) light for the hot tub, another 20 minutes go by, I'm like, my headphones start feeling uncomfortable on me, I'm like, oh, maybe I should get some new padding for my headphones, I literally bought three separate purchases on Amazon over the course of the film, because I was so bored (laughs) that I wasn't in the movie, I was only focusing on, like, my physical discomfort, in, like, literally I just, just physical that. discomfort that's all i was doing was just like i feel I uncomfortable and i made three separate purchases i was just like i, I couldn't there was nothing there was nothing happening to me this this whole movie is action it's just like basically the entire thing is it was just the same sequences. action i know it was so boring for me it wasn't like particularly crazy <laughs> so like, i don't know how you can say it's like boring it's the most like, boring Jude thing Dillman in the world was boring for me. it was a very average movie for the time period this whole movie is just action sequences i don't know how you can say it's boring yeah, well, okay. they weren't done in any kind of entertaining way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I needed some more kind of escalation. There, there were action sequences. Yeah. Uh, like, one of Blade's main character traits, one of Blade's main character traits is that, like, he puts sunglasses on. <laughs> they, like, make a big deal about oh, yeah. that a couple yeah. times, as if it's, like, Indiana Jones and his hat or something like this. It's like, okay. You're right. If, if it's, like, if that is entertaining to you, then then sure. Um but I, I just need more, like especially from the main character. He's he's so he's so stoic. There's so like little to him. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you think these movies are like trying to be serious that like they're not. <laughs> I don't know how the whole th- the entire second half of the first movie is nothing but dialogue. Any comic book movie other than The Dark Knight is basically not. <laughs> it is nothing but dialogue and exposition. It is trying to be serious. It's trying to be cool. <laughs> right? It's not, it like, sure, there's campy elements to it, but it's a capsule of its time period. What we look back on right now of, like, 90s, late 90s cheese, 
a lot of it is like campy and bad because it's a product of its time and people took it more seriously then people thought those things were like legitimately cool right like the music is especially we can't list the music as like some sort of ironic choice it made no that was just the cool music of the time period right now there's a lot of things that we're going to look back on and being like oh wow we can make fun of it by including those things if we want to do like a cheesy sort of period piece or like a parody of of a time period we would look back at today and add a bunch of like sound effects or you know like there's a lot of like trailerisms now that a lot of people take very seriously you know like but we can still use them ironically but there's a big portion of the population that legitimately thinks that these things are cool and that's what they market these films towards that's what they make these films for is for that portion of the population so i think that yeah in many ways the movie is trying to be cool uh, in a very unironic way it's not it's not like a satire so well, that, that's that how cool. I remember them being as like a kid. Is that they were like they were cool to me because it was weird to have like a violent superhero movie quite like this with so much blood and gore and guts. But like, if we fast forward to now and we've got like The Boys or Invincible or something, and it's like it's kind of a different tier of storytelling. You know, it's like it's like evolved and going back and looking back, and it is just like such a time capsule. And <laughs> it's just so like silly. I I, I will. Uh... I will stress that that like just because a movie has moments of like comedic relief doesn't mean that it's not taking itself seriously. When the movie when the movie has like the sad like oh the character's dying and you're supposed to care about it so that's that's taking itself seriously. Like we can't avoid that, right? That that's I don't I don't know how we could argue that it's not trying to take itself seriously. When at the end, like like the whole beat with the the main villain and his daughter, like that. That's kind of played pretty straight. Yeah, right? there's like, a, a lot of the movies yeah. played very straight. It's going through the checklist of like, oh, you're spe- this, there's stakes here and you're supposed to care about the outcomes of these scenes. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. In the first film, the music spoils the outcome of the, the fight scene by being sad. There's the part where like the... Um, so oh. <laughs> there's several fight scenes in the film, like every single fight scene in the first film. Uh, Blade is up against like a dozen people and just like kicks their ass. And in some of those fight scenes, they're playing that breakbeat soundtrack, like and you're like, oh wow, he's doing such a great job. He's such a badass. And then at the beginning of a completely separate fight scene, they're doing like sad music, like no 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 no, and nothing's different about the fight scene visually. Nothing's different about how many people he's up against or his physical state. It's just the music that's treating it differently. And I'm like, oh great, it's telling me that he's going to lose this fight scene. And wouldn't you know it? It's like okay, well. I guess he's, like, captured at the end of this fight scene. It's kind of bullshit, and it's trying to take itself seriously in that sense because it's adding serious music. That's what it's doing, right? So, <laughs> yeah, serious. I would... I would okay. Yeah, it's not nearly self-aware enough for my taste, for sure. <laughs> so you're saying because a, because a movie... Because a movie has serious moments in it or moments where you're supposed to feel sad. Yeah. Because it's it, like a roller coaster of emotions. Seriously. That that means that the movie as a whole, it's like supposed to be taken seriously. It's it's a comic book movie. It's not supposed to be taken seriously a hundred percent of the time. There's we moments might have that are action oriented that are cool. There's moments that are supposed to be taken seriously, like the character's death at the end, like the vampire daughter. Mm. You know, that is supposed to be a sad moment. Yeah. Because like Blade is like losing this friend of his or whatever it's like this character in the movie even though she's not a great actor but whatever <laughs> that doesn't matter like, i would, I would say at least half of both the first and second movies are, are taken like completely straight which is like I would what say an audience just wants to see okay fine 
<laughs> at least half of both the first and second movies are like completely straight, like unironic, like no no humor to it. The, the, okay. Yeah, I don't find as much humor in the in the second movie compared to the first, especially. Um, and just yeah, kind of okay, these familiar fine. elements. I with get a the, lot of humor out of like the action sequences and that stuff and the tone, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, it's not it it's not taking itself that seriously most of the time. It's like if you're into this tone, into this story, like there's these points where the heroes are supposed to be in turmoil because that's interesting. Like if you want it to be a comedy the whole time, you can watch something like Spaceballs or something where it doesn't take itself completely seriously at all. But like I want a story that takes itself seriously, and I feel like many audience members too. Like, yeah, I, I, don't I mean, know. yeah, it, it treats it as if. Like, so you don't want anything serious in the movie? No. Like, like, what would it make this movie better? Like, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> no, if if you're gonna have anything serious in the movie, you should like make compelling characters that you know. I, I want to if you if you're gonna have serious moments, I want to care about the okay, serious. Well, that's, moments. Just, that's just a matter of opinion because I, I find Blade like even though he's you know really one dimensional, like I think he's a fine character. Like I said, I like his look, and I like many of the other supporting characters in this movie, like Norman Reedus and and Ron Perlman. Like they feel a little more fleshed out to me than I think you guys are giving them credit for. And even the same with Blade, and even the same with Whistler. Like, like these, these, like, compare it to Morbius or something like that, where these characters are not <laughs> developed at all. I mean, like, I, I feel like audiences have more of a connection to Blade, certainly, than they do to any of these other bad comic book movies. If you're talking about, like, yeah. 2002 superhero movies, I, I just think about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Um, I feel like it's, yeah. it's kind of more balancing a, a comic book tone in a better way. I care more about that central character. He's got a really strong hook, a really strong yeah like, uh, action base yeah for- i love that movie but this is like a very different audience too this is like a rated r film i would argue that spider-man 2 takes itself seriously you know it, it, to to a same yeah, probably like does, the same ratio really well. as blade in terms of like how much of the serious uh, movie is serious and how much of it isn't i would say that like the ratio might be pretty similar in both of those films it's just that spider-man 2 is like much more better directed much better written the music the effects like you know there's more to care about in the story yeah um and so when the serious scenes happen instead of me being like well i guess i'm just sitting here waiting feeling uncomfortable in my chair for like a funny part to happen whereas in spider-man 2 i'm like oh you know there's some emotional beats to the story because there's characters i care about yeah (sighs) yeah that's more where i lie to that's like that would be the big differences it's a better blade 2 is better than the first film but more boring because of it. Because the f- <laughs> I, I was more entertained by how bad uh, parts from the first film were. And then this was just like, I just wasn't watching a movie, basically. I was just feeling uncomfortable in my chair thinking of other things. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you had a bad experience. It's okay. I'm just, it, don't, don't worry. It'll, it's, it's all worth it uh, when we talk about the next uh, film. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah I, was, uh, I was expecting more from like Donnie Yen being in there as well. Stuff like this. He doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not a great actor, to be fair. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I haven't seen his, like, foreign movies, like IP Man, really. I, I I don't even think I could judge his performance in that, but in his American movies, anyway, he's usually, like, not doing much. Mm-hmm. He's usually there to look cool, like Blade, and, like, do some action. Yeah. Which is, like, what everyone's there for, because that's, like, the whole point of the movie that's like why you're there <laughs> and like if you're not there for that then like the movie's just like you know it's just not you're not gonna enjoy it i guess <laughs> clearly i mean this is like 
one of the most fun comic book movies out there. Ed Guillermo del Toro really brought a lot to it. I, I would, I'm close to giving this an eight out of ten. Like I seriously love it, like almost that much. And like the action is so good. Like it's just like this fucking action packed awesome movie that's <laughs> just like Guillermo del Toro made so it looks great it has a great style and a really great cast and I don't know I, I thought this movie is really fucking cool uh, it, it's it's as cool as The Matrix to me or something like that I don't get why this is an example of like a cheesy like comic book movie <laughs> like or like I don't know like it, it feels like The Matrix or something to me like that like the action even like, I love the action scenes in this movie I don't know uh, uh, I would probably give it a 7 but really close to an eight. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What would you guys rate it? I'd, um, I'd probably give it the same as the first movie, two and a half star, five. Yeah, the production direction is so much better. Yeah. Um, I just, I just can't get engaged for similar reasons to Adam was saying. I just I don't really care about the characters. I get bored in some of the action scenes at a certain point. I just wish there was a, a better central character with more interesting stuff going on to actually get attached to something in the universe. I just need a bit more to ground the action in terms of like a story or just anything really. Some escalating tension or <laughs> I just don't feel like I get that from this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very one note, uh, five out of ten. Just couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't couldn't uh, attach onto like anything happening. Uh, just yeah, a, a much better made film than the first, uh, but more boring because of it. I remember that Norman Reedus was in it. I, yeah, the entire movie is like wiped from my memory. Basically, I just I wasn't I wasn't in the movie. I was like in the physical world, <laughs> feeling uncomfortable and ordering things off Amazon to help me. Mm. <laughs> cool, but. Um, well, uh, you're both wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, Blade okay. Trinity, 2004, directed by David S. Goyer. Blade Trinity. David S. Goyer directed this one and yeah. wrote it. Uh, so he's the writer of the first two. And yeah, this movie is a, is a piece of shit. Uh, it's awful. And it's more entertaining from it, in my opinion. And uh, Is that a Matrix reference in the title? Is there a Matrix reference? It's, it's just the Trinity really? thing. It's so... Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Trinity, that I is know. a character in Matrix. But, you know, like, I feel like a huge part of this movie is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God. Um, like, like, he's almost it's, bigger than it's Blade. It's so funny. I love this movie. And just seeing this movie really puts, <laughs> it puts into perspective, it puts into perspective, like, that Ryan Reynolds has really just been doing the same shit, like, his whole Yeah, he's playing career. Deadpool. He's straight, uh, he's yeah. Deadpool. You could just, like, Legit, deep fake Deadpool's like, face onto every he scene. He doesn't have any range. And it would just be a Deadpool. This movie, this movie starts... It starts with a Deadpool joke, this movie. <laughs> it starts with, like, you, yeah. you think you know vampires like Dracula, but Blade is its own thing. And, like, it's, it's a Deadpool joke just in this Blade movie. And, it you know, it's over voiceover. It's like Deadpool could have just been in the movie, honestly. Yeah, it, it, that, was, that was very jarring to start the film with, like, mm-hmm. monologue voiceover from Ryan Reynolds. With a Deadpool joke. And I was like... I'm in. <laughs> I was paying attention to the movie the entire time, by the way. I was like, I was so into it. 
Like, immediately, I was like, holy shit, thank God. (laughs) I'm so happy I watched the third movie. I can't believe you were just going to recommend the first two. Because, like, now I'm saying, I would buy the third movie on Blu-ray. I would legitimately buy this movie. I'm glad you watched it. I don't think a Blu-ray exists of this movie. Uh, I think I tried to find one. Oh, really? um, They're trying to hide it. I'll I'll try. I hope that they're... It was it was so much more entertaining. Every single decision in this movie, I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, what an interesting decision. It was bad. But I loved it. It was like a perfect kind of yeah. bad movie for me. It's it's horrendous. Um, yeah. Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds, right? Like the cast is um, bad in this movie, and they completely overshadow oh, Blade. Oh, so great! Blade feels like a supporting character in his own movie. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, where is Blade? Yeah, Why is Blade in, it. in this movie? And <laughs> what does he say? Coochie coo. That's like his main like line. <laughs> I kept thinking that it have something to do with like the tax evasion charges or something. Like he had to go to court. Um, well, apparently, it was um, he was beefing with the director. Uh, he didn't get charged until like after this film, I think. Oh. Um, but okay. he was a complete asshole during the production. Are you aware of like any of the production issues? Because like he, I was reading a bit about it. He was basically trying to sabotage the movie, basically. Uh, for this film, uh, I believe so. I I know he's an asshole. Yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things about him on set. Uh, go to twenty three <laughs> seconds in this video that I'm posting. This is, I think, this is from the extended version. Oh boy. But he literally refused to open his eyes. <laughs> like he was just being a pouty baby, and so they had to add a digital effect uh, to, <laughs> for his eyes opening. Yeah. Because he refused oh to open his eyes in the scene, so they did it digitally, and then the rest of it, like, I don't know if this is the extended edition, or if this is test <laughs> footage, or what it was, but that's the story behind this clip. And then the rest, the complete rest of the, the sequence is like a stunt double, because he was being a pouty baby, and went to his trailer to smoke <laughs> weed, according to Patton Oswalt. He said wow. the trailer reeked of weed every time he went past it. He also, Patton Oswalt also said that... He refused to be addressed by anything but Blade. So if you called him Wesley, he wouldn't like listen to you. Then he demanded to be called Blade. This guy's a total fucking asshole. I just watched that eye scene. Wow. That's so funny. He's a total fucking asshole. And if you read into his like tax evasion shit, like it, we'll talk about that after we talk about the film, I guess. But like, he's just a complete piece of shit. Like he's just a insane child. He's a psychopath. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, obviously, Wesley Snipes is yeah not a, a liked character now. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I guess. But even at the time of this movie, I don't think the public really liked him. And yeah, he feels really like he's just phoning in his performance, honestly, this entire film. He's mm-hmm. like really bad. And not that yeah. he's good in the first two, but he's really noticeably bad in this film. He just doesn't give a shit. And like, there's so many bad scenes of him, like, <laughs> trying to be developed or whatever. Like the scene with the, where the kid talks to him, like, like, why do you kill people? Like, why are you bad? And he's like, cause the world is bad. It's like, oh my God. He's <laughs> I awful. Love it. There's so many lines. Yeah, his delivery, it's like a completely different voice to like the first two. He doesn't give a fuck. That's the cheese that I, yeah. that I want, right? Like, that's the, there's the cheese. Right. That's, you know, the, like, that's the, kind of cheese i don't want that's the kind of cheese blade 2 avoids <laughs> and like everything blade 2 did like this movie does horribly i yeah. feel and yeah um it, th- there's a lot of cheesy sound effects in this movie and it feels like they're spammed there were some in blade 2 <laughs> for sure there were some that were like really noticeable ones but they're like sp- absolutely spammed in this film and it's really funny hmm. um yeah it, it what's weird about this i don't know if you felt this way but like as soon as i started this movie just the way that it looks on oh, film the color grading um Holy, it, was so it looks ugly. like it's from a different decade yeah but it was only filmed like two years after the <laughs> second one it looks like a completely different decade 
It's like green and brown. It's such an ugly film. It's weird. I don't know what they were going for. Yeah. Looks very, um, very bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The composer was, um, RZA. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Ah, I'm gonna so, and also, um, the guy did Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, so yeah, that's that explains a lot. I was about to um, say it sounded like it it came pre-made from like a website that where you can just buy pre-made music. You know? <laughs> like, oh, here's some music yeah. for your film. That is for fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, the music was bad, and just yeah, many of those uh. Things I liked about the first two, the action is not good, um, the sound is bad, and the, the music, and I, I don't even, do they play the techno in this movie? It's in there I'm a little kinda, bit. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it feels very forgettable. Uh, yeah, the, the music is a lot worse. The music is much, much, yeah. much worse. But it's, it's not worse mm -hmm. in its, in the sense that it's bland. It's worse in the sense that it's like comically bad, which I love. There's a lot, <laughs> that when I get bored yeah. by something, it's because I'm like not getting stimuli. I'm like seeing something that I'm like, I could have imagined this instead. That's not this movie. This movie is like, wow, this is like kind of interestingly bad. Yeah. This is like impressively bad. Like the, the effects in yeah. this movie don't look dated. They look like they were made from a YouTuber. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's not like, oh, this is from the time period. It's like, oh, this is like, well, what did you do? <laughs> this is horrendous. It's like worse than, yeah. I love oh my it. God, yeah. so I would I would buy this movie in a heartbeat. The, the villain being like just straight up Dracula is like hilarious. The, the prison break guys. Oh like, yeah. They try to modernize Dracula and call him Drake, which is, <laughs> I was getting a lot of humor out of. I felt so bad for the actresses in that scene who had to deliver like that dialogue. Like we have to find Dracula. He's the <laughs> only one who could like whatever they were trying to do. I have no idea. <laughs> And they try to do the little Deadpool, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge with the, uh, showing the comic book or whatever with Deadpool. Sorry, Ryan Reynolds being like, yeah, it's Dra Dracula, he's back. It was, like, episode nine stuff. Like, oh, it's just so dumb and annoying. Oh, yeah. So, I was bored to tears. Ryan Reynolds' dialogue in this movie. Yeah, this one's pretty I can't bad. stand Ryan Reynolds' shtick. <laughs> I cannot do it. It's, going back. it's so <laughs> funny that they put him in the Blade movies, though. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they just threw Deadpool in. He doesn't belong in, in there right. at all, but it, they just put him in. <laughs> and uh, was his beard fake? It looked awful. And I don't know. He just looks so weird in this the movie. The beard thing. Yeah. Like it, it was looks so odd. Uh-huh. They, they didn't know his style yet. He, Deadpool wasn't he had made. weird. Yeah, he had a weird beard. He had this weird, like, makeup on. Like, he looked like he had makeup on. Like, it was yeah. so odd. He was, he was like a little too glossed up. Like, but I, I genuinely yeah. cannot stress enough. He is Deadpool. He was he was born to play one role, and that role was Deadpool. And he's been doing the same yeah, thing his entire his career. Whole career. He's been doing the same shit. It's this yeah. meta, you know, whatever. The, yeah, any scene he's in, like, diffuse the tension by being quippy. It was like, yeah, Marvel before Marvel. It's so so irritating. I guess I guess people love it. <laughs> There's um one one of the actors. Her name is like Parker Posey. Um, I'm not sure if I know her from anything else, but I the reason why I looked up her name is because throughout the film she's like doing this weird overacting thing where like her facial expressions remind me of like Zoe De Deschanel in The Happening sort of thing. Like, <laughs> wow, like it's, it's, it's really out there. It doesn't seem like a human being. Like it's just the weirdest directing, I guess for, for actors, but she was the um, vampire, right? It, yeah, like she crazy. had a bird on her head. Yeah. 
Um, she was. Mm. Uh, let me look. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember which character she played, but I made sure to write down her. She was like one of the main. Uh, she yeah, was. I've, she was I've, the. She can't remind me of Elizabeth the Banks. Or something. Most screen time aside from uh, what's her face from BoJack. <laughs> okay. Um, what's her name again? What Jessica Biel? Thank you, Jessica Biel. Thank you. Oh, well, did you like the uh, the wrestler Triple H showing up as like a, a lead villain? That was so weird. <laughs> I'm not even like a wrestler watcher. Yeah, it's in recognizing. No, me neither. I had to Google yeah. it after, and I was like, oh, I guess that's mm-hmm. who Triple H is. Okay. <laughs> Such a weird group of people they got together to make this movie. Yeah, like it's like none of these people like have any chemistry really, and. They have oh, it's no so, it's character such a mishmash. To, to them. Yeah. It's like Jessica Beale's just in there because she has a scene in a shower. And like that's like that's it. <laughs> like that's like the scene with her in the shower is like completely pointless in this movie. The tone is all over the place. It's like, oh Jessica Beale. It's so mm, wacky. It's all over the place. It looks really bad. It looks noticeably worse than the first two. Yeah. It looks the, ugly. The... Awful editing, awful transitions. Like there was like this, oh, this yeah. split screen effect in this one scene. I don't know what they were <laughs> going for there, but that was awful. Yeah, it's just an absolute train wreck of a movie. The um <laughs> the action scenes are so incompetently filmed. There's like a cut every yeah. like half second. It's like you, you can't you... tell what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And then she pulls out like a fucking like light bow <laughs> or something. I'm like, it looked like some weird <laughs> thing yeah. from Dead Space or some shit. I was like, what? Yeah, I can't like, shoot around corners. Well, I can. Constantly in this movie, I'm being like impressed by it because it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm being shown something right. new every time, you know? It's it's a very I just can't get over that me. Blade. Blade is like barely in the movie. Like if we talked about the Hell story, yeah. Blade gets arrested in like the first 20 <laughs> minutes or whatever and he's like in jail it's like okay so where is this going like he has his like reputation ruined by like the vampire council or whatever it's like what what is going on here and then yeah they start introducing all this other shit like all this other vampire nonsense ryan reynolds is yeah so totally duct taped together yeah com- so it's, it's just, so it's disconnected no, no these scenes could be in any order yeah. and yeah it wouldn't matter like ryan reynolds is like like a, he used to be a vampire, but he got cured. I'm like what? Like, <laughs> something like that. And then and Jessica Biel is like Whistler's daughter or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, that's what that's what she was, right? And then Whistler's in the movie, um, but he's not in it a lot. And like the scenes between them are so forced. Like I remember even like when I made a video about this movie like years ago, like the forced dialogue between Whistler and. Uh, blade like reminding the audience that they had a relationship like blade i tried to protect you like all these years but you know i let you down it's like so force feeding the audience like okay you you know these people have uh, a relationship but you don't actually see it play out they don't actually have moments like they do in the first two where they do something cool or like I don't know, talk about something else aside from like how close friends they are or whatever, <laughs> kind of like how real people talk. And yeah, it's just not, you, you don't get any of that relatability in this movie. It's just like the humanization of Blade is like completely gone at this point. There's just nothing. There's absolutely nothing to connect to 
And it's just like, yeah, watching people run around in really silly costumes. It, it looked really silly this time. I noticed Hell like yeah. them walking around like the cityscape and jumping on rooftops, like dressed as like these ridiculous and these ridiculous costumes. It was just so distracting and silly. And I didn't feel that way in the first two because they had more of a clear tone and an atmosphere that I, I liked at least. Uh, yeah, I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, it felt like they were trading the story like a joke. And even the even though the jokes weren't successful, it still it still was entertaining for me because it it never had uh, like a grinding halt in terms of like exposition and like oh okay everything's like super serious right now because fucking deadpool was there and he was always making some dumb fucking stupid joke and it was like yeah the jokes suck and it's cringe but it's like at least it, i you know it doesn't feel like i'm supposed to be taking it seriously you know so oh, man. Um, I, I was groaning every yeah. time brian was on screen i can't handle it man it was funny <laughs> it was so yeah, funny i find this movie absolutely boring i, I find so this funny. movie boring <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I can't get over that eye thing that CGing the eyes open it's like it's blowing my mind that's the funniest so funny. shit <laughs> that, that is adding more humor that is yeah. funny I didn't notice it man yeah I don't even know if that was in the movie that might have been test footage or, or that might have been in the extended edition but um, there's a whole there's a whole you know thing of production troubles I'll just read from the wiki right now just to give a summary sure it, just even just knowing reportedly Wesley Snipes was very unhappy with the film's script and original choice of director David S. Goyer who had written all three films in the franchise was then re- uh, selected to replace the director of the film which Snipes also protested Snipes <laughs> reportedly caused difficulty during filming including frequently refusing to, to shoot scenes often forcing director Goyer to use stand-ins and computer effects to add his characters to uh, character to scenes Goyer described making the film as, quote, the most personally and professionally difficult and painful thing I've ever been through. <laughs> oh, my Co-star God. Co-star Patton Oswalt wow. alleged that Snipes would spend much of his time smoking marijuana in his trailer and that he became violent with Goyer after accusing him of racism. Whoa. It has also been alleged that Snipes refused to interact with Goyer or his co-stars and would instead communicate with them through his assistant or the use of notes. Snipes also allegedly referred to his co-star Ryan Reynolds as a cracker on one or more on <laughs> More occasions. <laughs> Snipes denied the, that version of events and said that as an executive producer on the film, he had the authority to make decisions, but that some people had difficulty accepting that. That's from. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. That's funny. Also, yeah. um, this is all. He's in in 2005. Snipes sued New Line Cinema and Goyer, claiming that the studio did not pay his full salary, that he was intentionally mm-hmm. cut out of casting decisions and the filmmaking process, despite despite being one of the producers. Mm. Okay, so. Snipes was sued by United Talent Agency for allegedly failing to fulfill agreements to pay commission to the agency on his earnings. Okay, so there were two lawsuits in connection to this movie. (laughs) So that's fun. Uh Yeah, it was absolute disaster of a production. And you can tell watching the movie because Wesley Snipes is like barely in it. And yeah, there's all these weird like directions the plot goes like him being in jail for like the first hour or whatever the fuck it's just like it's it's so silly i love it that did you fucking deadpool just burst through a window doing like a spinning superman dive like what the fuck 
<laughs> you love that the hero of the film is barely in the film? Yeah, yeah I do, because I don't like the other films. It's funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a fun kind of like fuck you to the fans. It's a series about a different superhero and then just, and then just Deadpool shows up and yeah. like hijacks the it's series the and shit. just tanks it. I love it. It's, and, it's and so funny. Another film. Yeah, I, I think that's funny, but the, I can't, what, the film is just like painful. <laughs> it is funny, but it's also kind of sad. Yeah. If I were a fan of the first two films, I might be upset. <laughs> I can, yeah. I'm able to just kind of laugh, you know. Well, I will admit the the first two films are basically all style. It's all just like the the director's vision or the the filmmakers like what they wanted to do with the character and the action, more so the look of it, not necessarily the story. And here it's just like, okay, so you you have you don't have like the style of Guillermo del Toro anymore to like really you know tie this together and it's just like a bunch of yeah hack producers like making something because they want to make oh, yeah. money it's like it's like a person learning how to direct a movie over the course of the film <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah the production troubles it's it's a it's a bad recipe for making a movie ultimately it's, and yeah it's a lovely disaster and yeah it feels like the third film in a, in a series it feels really worn out yeah the whole mm-hmm. temper tantrum mm-hmm. angle does like make it funnier as like a story like about the production but man the, the movie itself I, I, just, I just found another uh funny uh note from behind the scenes um where is it yeah snipes would ignore the entire cast but he once acknowledged <laughs> reynolds by saying keep your mouth shut you'll live longer <laughs> it's like a straight wow. threat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you um I'll just I'll just I'll just mention this right now. Uh the tax evasion mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. He filed me. a bunch of mm-hmm. like false tax returns. Um Yeah. Yeah, let's let's see this. So, conspiracy charge against Snipes alleged that he filed a, a false amended return including a false tax refund claim of over 4 million for the year 1996 and a false amended return including a false tax refund claim of over 7.3 million for the year 1997. And so Filing false tax returns, uh, false, uh, like, an exorbitant <laughs> amount uh, for uh, ref- false refunds. Uh, the government also charged that Snipes sent three worthless, fictitious, quote, bills of exchange for $14 million to the IRS. So, essentially what he's what? doing here is he's one of those sovereign citizens. You, you know those people that are like, um... I'm not driving. I'm traveling, so I don't need a license. <laughs> those people. Oh, right. He's literally one of those people, and he's he thinks that he's like above the law, and he he shouldn't be paying taxes, and yet he's doing these like false refunds. He's like he's claiming he's like a free citizen. <laughs> like it's absolutely insane. I mean, he's blade. He is he is above the law. Well, he went to jail, yeah. right? How long did he go to jail? Yeah, he for? went to yeah, jail for like three years. So it was like a five-year sentence. He he spent That's like crazy. M- he he got out early and then spent like six months on house arrest. The star of a major like the star of a major film franchise, yeah, like went to prison and and you know it's not like O.J. Simpson who was in like you know one movie or whatever. Yeah, like, this he's the star of three major films that grossed like hundreds of millions of dollars. And yeah, he went to prison like after. And he's he's been in films after. Yeah, he there were like two co-conspirators that went to prison for longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um what's crazy about this is like 
when when I was <laughs> younger and I just you know heard like oh yeah Wesley Snipes is in jail or whatever like I never looked into it and I knew that it was for tax fraud I was like oh shit it, like everybody had this sort of idea of like if you if you accidentally like do one thing wrong on your taxes you're going to jail but it's like no this guy was like very egregiously just refusing to refusing to pay his taxes and making <laughs> false claims and then like sending fake documents of basically just like it might as well just be like yeah, a crayon drawing saying like right. tax return on it you know like it's not like a real thing he, he, he responded to his indictment in a letter on december 4th 2006 declaring himself to be a quote a non-resident alien of the united states in reality, Snipes is a birthright U- U.S. citizen. <laughs> Such tactics are common of freeman, sovereign citizen, or uh, blah, 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 blah. Just like different, literally just sovereign citizen bullshit. That's insane. Because he would have been making tens of millions. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, he's, a, he's already a fucking millionaire, multimillionaire. Imagine doing that. As a fucking celebrity multimillionaire, <laughs> just being like, I shouldn't have to do anything... <laughs> and also, you owe me money, actually. Even though I'm not a citizen, you owe me money on my tax return. <laughs> yeah, just what the a baby. So just be like, yeah, I'm not going to pay my taxes. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, yeah, send him fake documents. Yeah, he, he could have been in more Blade movies, if not for that. Yeah, not a, not a good human being. <laughs> no, and, yeah, that's pretty serious, right? And you don't fuck with the IRS if everything, yeah. everywhere all at once yeah, taught yeah, me anything. True. They got Capone. There's a lot of good lessons to get from that film, but yeah. Yeah, they did get Capone, right? Of all the shit he did, like he he murdered people. <laughs> like they got him on tax, <laughs> the last taxes, straw. you know. <laughs> He's a murderer, just Al Capone. <laughs> um so yeah, Blade Trinity. Uh, yeah, some really dumb fun cheese shit in this movie. It's like way more campy. It's I'm not, glad you enjoyed it. It's not uh, you know, successful in the same ways that the other films are. It's it's very much incompetent. But you know that I, the in terms of like the cheesy shit I can laugh at, there's more of it in this film. Like, I can't shoot around corners. I can. Like, it's just really lame shit that just doesn't work. That I find so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned like with like the bow and arrow, or whatever the yeah. fuck. Or like yeah. the whole baby thing with the villain. Like, I love it. A they baby. threw a fucking baby. <laughs> they threw the baby. You never see that shit. I was like so oh, happy baby. throwing a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch Extended or the normal one? Wait, wait, what? There's an Extended? Yeah. I didn't even know that. The one on HBO Max. I oh, think that's okay. the regular one. Yeah, it's the I, regular I have one. no idea. I rented it off iTunes. The Extended so. one's like 10 more minutes. I didn't watch no, that one. there's no way in hell I was watching that. Yeah. I was, I was like immensely entertained by this movie. I would buy it in a heartbeat. It's, a, it's up there with like... <laughs> like... Uh, hmm, what's a good example? It's up there with like Jupiter Ascending. It's, it's more entertaining than Jupiter Ascending. That's what I was thinking. You know, oh, just like a really Jupiter ascending. Yeah, just like a solid dumpster fire. You know, well, like giggly mm-hmm. recently. It's perfect. I could watch this with some drunk friends. Yeah, Jiggly. Oh, uh, I could see that. Giggly mm. was okay. Jiggly. <laughs> yeah, I, I find this movie. <laughs> I find this movie absolutely boring. Just like completely fucking dull. I can't get into it at all. Um, how yeah. can you say uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just prefer just those kidding. first two. The the cr- the craft of those first two, like they're actually yeah. trying. Yeah, there's actually stuff I like about the first two. There's just there's just nothing. I actually like <laughs> those apart movies. from pure irony. I yeah. Well, there's actually stuff I love about this movie. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was actually a really well done. 
that that moment made me like go on the edge of my seat like some action scenes in blade 2 i'm mm-hmm. like I, I gotta commend that but then nothing in blade trinity like absolutely nothing and um i guess despite all of our criticisms i looked at the the gross for this film it made 132 million dollars which is not bad actually did pretty well yeah <laughs> it didn't do as good as blade 2 but it made as much as the first blade it's an actual so, franchise not not a not a huge success, but not a huge bomb. Yeah, I mean, they might have made another one. If not for the whole, like, drama behind the scenes, they might have gone in on another one. I saw they were maybe mm-hmm. planning to do, like, an Underworld Blade crossover or something, which would have been hilarious. Do it! <laughs> Bring back Wesley Snipes, just don't pay him any money. <laughs> Say that you're, like, a sovereign director and you're like, I'm actually free to blah, 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 not pay you. Just, like, write a bunch of dumb bullshit that he uh, would do. Like, actually, I'm not yeah. a director. I'm a uh, traveler <laughs> for film. <laughs> I don't well, have that, to pay that, you. That's the thing, <laughs> though, right? Like, Blade is now back in the hands of Marvel, and he's been cast, like, as Mahershala Ali is going to play him, like, in the MCU. So, I think his, his, his yeah. ship They're is They're going to recast him anyway. <laughs> the M- MCU isn't going to rehire someone like that. Oh, no, hell no. Yeah. No. Not Wesley Snipes. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the new version of Blade. I, I don't think it'll be as cool as this. I don't think the new Blade movies will be rated R. And I don't think what? they'll be... Do you not think so? As cool as this. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> if, if they're yeah, still what, doing they Deadpool do? rated R, there's a chance that they'll do Blade rated R. It'd be kind of disappointing if they release... That it's PG-13, though. I just love how the first two movies, the first two Blade movies are super yeah. bloody. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things about them. Like, people get, like, shot and then, like, their heads explode. <laughs> like, in, like, big puddles of, like, goo. Like, it's yeah, awesome. That was one of the lamest <laughs> things about Morbius. Was that it's a vampire. It's it's what they do. They drink blood and kill people. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of important. Mm-hmm to like actually it being interesting yes yeah, the whole aesthetic so i don't know yeah. what they're gonna do yeah. trying to morph into the mcu uh-huh. morb mm-hmm. morb it into the mcu yeah sorry yeah yeah well because you know it, it is disney and they're always concerned about like putting the thing on disney plus and whatever so i don't know how violent they're gonna make it but that being said they have like punisher on their streaming mm-hmm. platform now which is a rated r show so i think there's some yeah. kind of age restriction thing so maybe they'll start making rated r movies maybe um, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know if it'll be as bloody as like the first two blade movies i though. should probably expect pg-13 you're right mm-hmm. i think if you're looking for like something it. really fucking violent those that's what you get and he like uses a sword as well like a sword it, i suppose they did like wolverine like <laughs> without it being r-rated a bunch of times right Mm-hmm. And it sucked until they made yeah, it rated R, true. and then it was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wolverine Origins. Although, uh, yeah, this movie's... Is this movie rated R? Oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds was in that as well. It's a bit of a trend going on. Yeah. This movie is rated R. Yeah. For Although really, really bad. stick out to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, great movie. Fucking awesome. Um, I give it a three out of ten. Yeah. Massively entertaining, perfect <laughs> for me. I'll watch it again for sure. Uh, man, this I can't, I can't deal with this movie. So it's a one star for me. Um, nice. I, I can appreciate the humor outside of it. 
Like, but but the the Ryan Reynolds that he's basically the main character in a Blade movie. Yeah, it's so it. bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I like the humor outside yeah. of it, but otherwise it's just a total fuck up. <laughs> I yeah, I cannot get behind Deadpool hijacking a Blade movie. <laughs> it's so funny. This, this is a half star. This is a half star if I've ever seen it. <laughs> awful. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Those are the Blade movies. I'm not sure why I recommended Woo! those, but <laughs> it's an interesting series. It had a big drop off toward the end. I guess. I guess it depends on your opinion. Though. To the moon. <laughs> drop off to, <laughs> to the moon. To me, it didn't. It had a huge drop off. <laughs> Went from a six to a seven to a, a one. So, yeah. Four to a five to a three. I guess that's that's Blade. All right, question yeah. time. That's not bad. Okay, let's do some questions from the Sardonicus community. Head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit if you want to ask us questions in future episodes, just like AV Center staff member 2 did. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I vaguely remember Adam in either one of his videos or live streams praising the Planet Earth and Blue Planet series, and saw that he is also watching Prehistoric Planet at the moment, which I'd love to hear his thoughts on, by the way. Though I also love Blue Planet and Planet Earth and nature documentaries as a whole, I feel as they are a genre that seems to get let off the hook by many critics, as most nature docu-series that I've seen, like for instance Frozen Planet or Chased by Dinosaurs, are rated 7.5 or above on IMDb, when they offer very little scientific discovery, thematic narrative, or even interesting animal behavior. To me it seems as if critics are just looking for some nice shots and enough scientific accuracy in order to give a nature documentary a positive score. So what do you guys think? Is there any trend like this that you've seen in nature documentary criticism? And how have you guys critiqued a nature documentary in the past? By the way, I hope it didn't just sound like I was saying that Adam is specifically letting nature documentaries off the hook. I just thought of this question after hearing him talk about the ones that are genuine classics. Off the hook? Like, am I supposed to be like, (laughs) am I supposed to, if it's... You're supposed to feel really bad about that. If it's telling, if it's if it has good visuals and a and good music, and it's just showing things and it's not just making shit up about it, and I'm like f- looking at something interesting and maybe learning something, like what more do you, should I what what should I be criticizing exactly then? <laughs> like what's le- it's what the narrative? Yeah, isn't that part of the enjoyment? Is like, like the characters, like that <laughs> fucking penguin, like acting sucks. Well, I guess he's. Well, are you actually learning anything from it? Like, I guess the question is like, they, they offer, it offers very little Sometimes. like scientific knowledge. Sometimes, well, I guess it depends on who you are. Like, I guess if you're a scientist or whatever, or a zoologist, it might not, you might not get out of a, a lot out of a movie like that. But for most like general people, I think so. And like a, a made, like a critic, like I don't think most critics are experts in like animals or whatever. So probably for an average critic, it's like serviceable for them. Like it, it, it provides enough information, mm-hmm. which is why it probably gets good reviews. The fucking, know? the BBC team for planet earth and blue planet. Incredible. They've, they've done a lot of like groundbreaking uh shit when it comes to like filming things for the first time like they they'll, they'll spend like a decade <laughs> filming shit or like trying to get <laughs> certain shots being like this bird that like has been seen by like two tribesmen we finally got on film <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> well they they capture like action scenes effectively yeah. or like chase scenes oh like, yeah it's, they're incredible like that whole lizard like running away from the the snakes that's yeah, like a famous one they're um <laughs> Like any mm, documentary, yeah. like any, uh, you know, real subject, you do have to reconstruct things in a way, like, f- for a narrative sense, and you do have oh, to yeah. make some editing choices that are, like, 
slightly dishonest, but like as long as you have a mind about those things and you know that, like you can look at certain shots underwater and you're like, okay, they added those sound effects in post and those were captured from, you know, there's, there's, there's filmmaking aspects to it. Like, like the Warner Brothers uh, executive in the representative in the Johnny Depp trial. He's saying like, you know, to make Amber Heard seem like there's chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> to make her seem like she's a good actor. <laughs> like in all in all movies there's like a little bit of icing, a little bit of polish to you know, you got to you got to sweeten things up a bit and sometimes it comes naturally and you don't have to do a lot and sometimes you have to like uh you know, put a bit more effort into making that illusion you know every every oh, movie man. has that to some degree so yeah as long as you're aware of it yeah but also a lot of like documentary filmmaking does speak for itself like if you're talking about like the images just communicating an, 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 a crazy environment or something like the some of the deep underwater footage from like the the blue planets are they're just incredible <laughs> you don't really need a lot of like deep scientific knowledge to really communicate what is impressive about yeah. what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fucking, mm-hmm. you know, there's that uh, whole Koyani Skatsi genre, you know, or or like... Sure. I, I feel like I learned from those. Like, you just see the world, right? Terrence Malick has made <laughs> really kind of like meditative, like, mm. you know, that you're in it for the visuals and the, the tone and the oh, soundtrack yeah. and not necessarily well, yeah, the that part of tree you know? of life yeah <laughs> that scene in tree of life it just becomes like a like a nature planet documentary basically like in that one scene where it yeah be- focuses on the universe or whatever yeah did either of you t- check out a uh, prehistoric planet at all i'm i'm very tempted it's, no. it's on apple tv right which i don't have yeah. so i'll have to get a little trial or get a month of it or something but um is, is it worthwhile mm-hmm. this prehistoric it's planet is john favreau produced? i enjoy it yeah 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 it's hosted by Dave Attenborough, isn't it? It's, uh, it's very competent. There's some, yeah, there's some really cool stuff going on in it. Um, uh, you know, combination of live action and uh, CG, obviously, dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> the one thing that, like, you have to yeah. <laughs> be comfortable with is the amount of speculation because, you know. Yeah, it's kind of inherent to what they're talking about. <laughs> what can we observe off of fossils? There's a lot of educated guesses for how things probably were, and it tells story. It's like it's like a, a BBC Planet Earth, like, and here's the calf of this, blah, 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 and doing this thing. And it's like <laughs> a lot of behavioral things that they're showing, and it's like, apparently there's a whole um, special features thing on Apple TV+, and they've released it for free on YouTube, and, like, the reasoning why... Uh, they, you know, the filmmakers and these, uh, hist- what are they called? Archaeologists, historians, scientists, whatever, whatever field it is. That, uh, paleontologists, thank you. Uh, why they would have uh, made these uh, educated theories, educated guesses about uh, their behaviors. So I'll look into that after. Um, I'm still on, I think I finished episode three, but I'll finish that pretty quickly. I was just out of town for a week. So, yeah. Um, I'll get back to it. But yeah, I'm enjoying it enough to finish it. I was so. big into um, Walking with Dinosaurs when I was a kid. That, I think that was a BBC production that was featured a bunch of like yeah. early kind of CG and nice puppetry and stuff. I was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I should watch more nature documentaries. 
I, I probably will. I like to go out, do it in real oh. life. Have you seen Planet Earth and Blue Planet, Ralph? No. Oh, they're, they're top tier. Yeah. If you watch any, watch those. They're top tier. Planet Earth, Blue Planet. Hans Zimmer does the music. I go out to, to reels. I go out to see real animals <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I like going to the, I like going to zoos, actually. Well, some you can't because you'll die on the ocean floor. <laughs> you can go to aquariums. Actually, I do like going to aquariums. I think that's a fun thing to do. I like looking at fish in aquariums because fish are really cool there's some aquariums that can't bring the species that are only found like a billion meters below (laughs) the surface well sure yeah there's certain species that should be kept in aquariums yeah i would would (laughs) argue most animals we shouldn't keep in captivity (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah like there's like little like there's a jellyfish exhibit like i don't think jellyfish jellyfish. (laughs) (laughs) I, i think i think they're fine in like a little thing a little uh what's yeah, who what's the word for the thing in the aquarium whatever. exhibit the exhibit yeah exactly we eat them anyway yeah. i think jellyfish are really Fuck cool just like the the fact that like i don't know that that's life like we kind of come from that or like that's some kind of offshoot of life and it looks so just different from like us like from most other animals yeah they're, they're just totally at the whim of the ocean they just float around like <laughs> Just capturing it's shit. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. It's just such bitches. a weird organism. I'm just like, how does that even work? Well, yeah, that's boys. such an odd. Yeah. Fuck with jellyfish. It's like jellyfish. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. All okay. Right. So um, yeah. I'm going to do this one and just embarrass myself for a little minute. Uh, Mr. Boo 84. No question, but I think it would be fun to have y'all, especially Alex, try to pronounce some of the towns and counties from my home state of Mississippi. Um, so let me try this. Oh, are you going to post it? Okay. Um, let me see if I can just copy and paste this comment in the in the Discord a second. All right. We'll take turns. Or I guess we don't have confirmation, so we can all try them. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. Uh, that looks like Costco. Squeaksco. <laughs> oh my god. Koskiusko. Koskiusko. Koskiusko? Yeah, that seems right. How would you say it, Rav? That Kos- seems right. Koskiusko. Koskiusko? Yeah, okay. I'd probably say it like that. How about the next one? <laughs> I see it. Rav, you try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want me to try? I, I think I would say them right. Tumsuba. Tumsuba. Yeah, I'd say Tumsuba. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree so with that. So I, you do the next one, Adam. Yeah, Indianola. Yeah, yeah, that seems. Yeah, yeah. Indianola. Indianola. What about Indianola. Calhoun City? How's that? Calhoun seems good. Calhoun, I guess. Yeah, I'm thinking Pogville, but I think the A Poeg. might Pog make it like <laughs> Poegville. <Pog-champ>, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and the best one. The the commenter's hometown. Bogue Chito. Right? No. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Bogue Quito. Okay. What, what, what would your guess be? I Not Bogue Chito. <laughs> uh I would say Bog Chito. Bog, okay. Bog or Cheeto, Cheeto, maybe. Maybe if it's like a nice swap Shrek Bog, a Bog Cheeto. I don't know why I'm saying Quito. <laughs> like the C is silent, but yeah, it's Mississippi, so it probably wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, well, they can leave a comment um, just uh, <laughs> ranking our, our attempt. <laughs> Bog Cheeto. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. is there any way to like confirm it? <laughs> yeah, we're just supposed to like <laughs> just yeah, just annoy some uh, people from Mississippi. Plot twist: none of these towns exist. Yeah, they just made them all out. We're, <laughs> we're just embarrassed us for a few minutes. <laughs> Find out next episode if we're right. <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. Maximum ducks has. <laughs> When I finally saw The Shining, I felt like the impact was lessened because of the amount of references and parodies I'd seen through my life. Has there ever been a movie that was ruined for you because of parodies slash excessive references? No. Really? Not never. Um, I don't think so. Depends how depends how essential uh, the aspects to the film are that you're familiar with. I'm trying to remember the less. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy Misery. I thought that, like, because if I oh. if, if if I was uh, maybe watching it in its time period and it was something like really new for me, then it would be like great. And sure, the performances were pretty good, but uh, yeah, it was a very not well shot movie. Also, uh, that didn't help. I felt like it was riding a lot on like that reveal like the ending like the whole shocking aspect of it yeah and when that's been parodied to death before i've seen it it's not shocking because it's it's expected it's what it's the reason you watch the movie now it's not something you you know naturally get from the movie so yeah i was yeah very bland movie because i was not shocked by what happened by the end of it also let's be honest if that's if that's what the movie's writing on it's even if it is shocking at the time, like even if I was shocked by it, I still wouldn't consider it to be like, wow, best movie ever sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot take. So whatever. Yeah. It didn't necessarily lessen the impact. Or maybe it did a bit actually. It was when I, when I finally got around seeing Citizen Kane, like it's just, you know, the whole Rosebud has just been parodied to death. You already know, you know, it's it's just like mm. a similar thing as you were saying with the yeah yeah. I saw I saw that pretty young, so I didn't have that ruined for me. <laughs> At least with Citizen Kane, I feel like that's not what the movie is relying on. Whereas with Misery, yeah, I feel like that's what the movie relies yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, some people during my whole like YMS doesn't finish movies thing, like a <laughs> lot of examples that people gave were like, yeah, but what if it was yeah, like like imagine. Imagine walking out of the sixth sense because it was boring and then being misinterpreting it because Bruce Willis is uh, at the end. It's like, but that's not the movie isn't writing on that. Like, the, the what I care about in films is not just like the exact literal beat of like what happens in the movie. What I care about in films is how things happen. And generally in movies, like, that's pretty consistent throughout the film. Um, how things happen is, you know, the way it's shot, the performances, the, how it's written, you know, not, not just like this happens, then this happens, but like in the way in which things are written, like that's something that you can pretty accurately judge in movies. And I don't claim to judge the entire movie. I only judge the parts of the movie that I've seen anyway. So anyway, that was a dumb controversy that made no sense. But, um, for something like the sixth sense, like it's like incredible throughout, like it's there, there are fantastic choices of like how the music was the score is amazing and then like the decision not to include music during the bike scene like i've only seen the movie like maybe once or twice and i haven't seen it in like 15 years but i remember it so vividly Mm -hmm. i remember it so well because it's like the entire experience is is something that that yeah sticks with you right like it's not relying on the twist at the end for it to work 
So yeah, I, I disagree with people in, in that sense. So e- even though I'm pretty sure by the time I saw The Sixth Sense, the twist was spoiled for me. Like that that was parodied to death before I was like old enough that I would have checked it yeah, out. Yeah, I knew when I first watched it. Yeah. But that doesn't lessen the film in any way for me. It would have been great. I would have loved to have been an adult in 1999. Um and had that naturally like that would have been that could have been like a really defining cinema moment for me of you know before everything had a twist and before m night had that as part of his uh you know like a catchphrase you know um yeah his tropes but uh yeah it's still it's still a 10 out of 10 movie for me from what i remember like it's still like a really fantastic movie yeah the, Maybe nine. I don't know. A lot of like twist movies actually I could think of I've had this experience with like the usual suspects. It was like the one thing I knew about it before I saw it was that there's some kind of huge twist and I was just kind of like waiting for it. <laughs> uh, that would have mm-hmm. affected mm-hmm. the experience for me. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really had twists ruined for me. If I have, while I'm watching the movie, I'm not thinking about it. I'm usually thinking about the plot and when the twist happens, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what happened. I'm trying to think of a movie I had spoiled. I think I had Insandi spoiled for me. Mm. Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> it was something like that. But I had, I just didn't care. You know, I was just like, whatever. Like A movie is made up of so much more than just the basic plot points. Mm-hmm. Despite what a lot of people might say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but just, you're not even thinking. You're not thinking about that. And you're just... Anyway, I am anyway. You're just so engrossed in, like, the the situation and the yeah. characters i'm not thinking about like what's happening next i'm just thinking about like the moment like the characters are so it's not like a, a yeah. twist like there, there's a lot of people that give me the impression that like film to them is just only the basic plot points and that they don't care about like how anything is presented mm-hmm. that's a, a, apparently that's a lot of like film discussion on the internet yeah film is theory so it could be anything but you know you could yeah. look at it as like i guess that's literally what it is it's like a, a giving you information in sequential order that is a story it's just how it's presented <laughs> yeah the way uh, the way in which know. you present that information is so much more important to me than the information itself like the information that's why i watch movies instead of reading wikipedia plot summaries or watching that one channel that just (laughs) recaps movies (laughs) yeah well i feel it's both yeah you can i mean yeah you can still have like a good story in terms of like um those basic plot points like there can still be things to appreciate where like if the basic plot point includes something like really ballsy for me i'm like hell yeah throwing a baby great like (laughs) it doesn't even matter how you show that (laughs) the fact that it's in there that's great for me so yeah i'm not immune to that for sure um but i do care more about how things are like that that's just so much more important to me and so the whole like um being spoiled by pop culture shit doesn't really influence that because that's not what i care about most in the movie just unfortunately with misery i the rest of the movie was really bland Mm-hmm. Um, aside from like some yeah, good performances, yeah. but not yeah, yeah. If the movie is the it, twist, it was then... reliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How about this one from a splenetic? What do you guys think of the new stop motion horror film Mad God by Phil Tippett? Apparently, a decade in the making passion project, and is highly on my radar after seeing the trailer recently. Would love to hear your thoughts as it's being made by a highly prolific stop motion pioneer in filmmaking, and is described as a highly disturbing Dantean fever dream. 
I am excited for it. Yeah, I saw the trailer a couple months ago, and I was very eager to try and find a way to watch it. And I think it's coming to Shudder streaming um, in a few weeks or something. So, well, great, great that it's coming out because I had the opportunity to see it at uh, fucking Fantasia Festival, and I like it just conflicted with other shit that I had going on, and so I was I couldn't. I, I missed my opportunity to see it, and so yeah, shit happens. Um, but I'm glad it's coming out because that is one that I regretted uh, not going out of my way to see. I guess, but who knows? Maybe it'll just be average because no, the people asking these questions haven't seen it. Probably, <laughs> maybe it'll maybe no. it'll just mm-hmm. be too much hype. But either way, I'm looking forward to it. Remind us when it's out. I guess I saw the trailer for it, Adam. Yeah, it's out for me June. Like soon, it's, it's coming out a couple of days for me. I can go see it in the city. Yeah, I put it in my calendar. It's coming out on the sixteenth in the UK. Yeah, sixteenth of June. Yeah, that's how I saw the trailer in IFC Center, so I could just go there. I'm glad that people are talking about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I saw the trailer at IFC Center when I when I saw when I saw happening, and and yeah, it looked really cool. So that's all I know about it is the trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. it. Looks really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. And happening was fine. Sixteenth, it says not okay. the happening. Happening, the movie that came out last year about abortion, not the happening. Oh, okay, yeah, I was getting <laughs> confused for a second. <laughs> which is which is the M Night Shyamalan film? <laughs> You've seen that, right, Adam? Happening. Oh, the French one. Yeah. Or which one? It was good. I thought the French, the new yeah, French, yeah, the French one? one. Yeah. About about abortion. Yeah, the, the French one. I thought it was good. I gave it some. Yeah, it was good. It was good, but I kept thinking. That I like four months, three weeks, two days more, but, but it, it was still good. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. like that more? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, kind of a thriller, mm-hmm. but I guess so. It was four weeks. Yeah, yeah. it's good style. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can do uh, one more. We can cool, do cool. one more. Let's end on this one then from Jvas six eight five. Been getting into From Software, Dark Souls, and Sekiro recently, so I guess I'm curious to know how do my side side boys feel about From Software games? If you haven't played any, do you have any other very challenging games you'd recommend? What do you guys think the of the Souls, the Souls genre? Um, <laughs> as usual, I have a lot to say, so I'll just wait for you okay. guys until I ramble. So I do. <laughs> I, I had tried Dark Souls 1 around when it came out, and I, I I couldn't click with it, mostly because of how it ran on the 360. Um, and I just I just didn't understand what it was mm. really going for at the time. Um, it wasn't until I really committed to Sekiro, because I tried Bloodborne before that, and again, I just didn't really want to play on the PS4 or that frame rate and everything. Yeah. But Sekiro was the one that connected with me. Um, just that that challenge, the, the the feedback from the animations, and just... Every boss being so memorable, the mm. location, the art direction, the the kind of hidden story in the cutscenes. That's interesting. I really, yeah. really connected with that game, and recently I've been playing uh, Elden mm. Ring, um, which I've been told kind of feels more like a Dark Souls three, and you have different builds and whatnot. So I've been enjoying that a lot as well yeah. for kind of similar that, reasons. That's the thing with um, those games, like the from software's got like these two kinds of games where they have like the dark souls where you could customize your build mm. more so and i guess that's like what elden ring is but then like sakura it's basically just you play the game the one way like yeah. th- there's no build no, i don't no, think you're just a samurai guy. <laughs> like you have to play the game and that's how bloodborne is i think that's what makes those games much more difficult because you cannot 
you know, adjust your build to accommodate to your like skill set, mm. like kind of in, in the newer like Elden Ring. Um, Bloodborne, you have to use like the dodge mechanic and like the parry mechanic. And if you don't, you're going to fucking yeah. die a lot. And like, that's it, <laughs> you know, and that, that's how Sekiro is like Sekiro is very hard for me to play in. But I got into Bloodborne most more so because I I just I like the world much more. I think that's part yeah, of yeah, really cool like gothic art direction. I think that's part of the From Software games is like which kind of dressing do you mm. like? Like, do you like the Lovecraft dressing? Do you like the samurai yeah. setting, yeah. or do you like like the fantasy kind of where the rings inspired? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah that's what it is bloodborne's like steam they've always got cool like character designs as well and like enemy designs they're always so so demented mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're really well done in that stuff and and the lore the cryptic dialogue they, they they just have these trademarks that are yeah very um iconic and that everyone's trying to copy now that's why i say it's a genre because yeah. there's other games now that are just dark souls but you can't just call them Dark Souls clones because it's just become a genre. It's just like Souls-like yeah, yeah. kind of games. It's like how Doom spawns first-person shooters and everyone called it Doom yeah, yeah. clones. You know? It's just, this is kind of like a new way of making a game where it's just like, I, I love how like customizable the, the characters are anyway in, in Elden Ring specifically like at the way of like leveling up your character and your stats i find very satisfying i love the character customization element of elden ring and like you could customize your guy to be anything and um unlike these other games they made they have like the system to like redo your stats you can like reset your stats to put it yeah, like you use a larval tier, I think, and you can reset your stats in Elden Ring to change your build to be, uh, a, you know, a sorcerer or to be a knight or however you want to tackle it. And yeah, like a lot of fun I had with that character building. I, I built Doctor Strange in oh, Elden fun. Ring and it was like really good. <laughs> it like it looked just like him. And yeah, um, I love the multiplayer component of these games too. And, um, especially in Elden Ring, like you can get to customize your character or whatever and yeah, interact and with people. Like I spent a lot of time in Elden Ring just hanging out with people like in Limgrave. We're just like sitting down, like fucking around. Yeah. The subcultures are found in Souls games where like in Dark Souls, they have the yeah. like fights where people summon in and, <laughs> and like the Colosseum arenas mm-hmm. and just fight each other right. and put each other to the test. Yeah. And then there's people who are like, so like, souls purists that they Elitists. don't use multiplayer at yeah, all yeah, it's like cheating <laughs> <laughs> there's def- there, there, it's de- definitely a community uh, you know <laughs> there's there's certain people in the community that are like just so toxic constantly trying to prove how much better they are than other people and, and those people can turn multiplayer off because there's yeah. a one button you can use to switch it off yeah. and then you could play alone, which is what they should be doing because they're annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, these games are very hard. Yeah, it's like so fucking weird. People telling me like in my YouTube comments, like you used a ranged weapon. You didn't really beat the boss. Like they put the weapon in the game. <laughs> yeah. The developers put it there. Yeah, right. I feel like they want you to do that kind of shit. It wasn't by accident. It didn't accidentally make its way into the game. <laughs> that, that's honestly, I feel Fuck. Like, you know how many times I, like, got killed and, like, X'd out of the game and reloaded a save so I didn't lose my souls or whatever? <laughs> oh, it's yeah? like, they want you to do that shit. 
They want you to do it. Really? Because it's so hard. <laughs> but surely, yeah, that's like good game design, right? Because they don't, they don't have like difficulty options a lot of the time. But within how you choose to interact with it, you can make it harder or easier for yourself. So mm-hmm. in, in a way, that is yeah. difficulty options. I much prefer that over having like rigid. This is easy mode now. I can kind of customize uh-huh. it much more, have much more freedom. Right. It just feels so fluid and customizable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the developers want you to quit out of the game like that, but I don't blame you for doing it because there is a level <laughs> of like it's there's there's a certain point and some of these Dark Souls games some of these Souls games hit that point, um, where it's not even about the difficulty, it's about the amount of time. Like so in the yeah. DLC for Dark Souls 2. There's a boss, the two cats or whatever in the ice area, uh, and it, the boss itself, if I was just doing the boss over and over, you know, like, oh, I died, I couldn't figure it out, oh, I died, I couldn't figure it out, and then slowly figuring out it over time, it wouldn't be that much of, it wouldn't be that miserable, but it takes, like, fucking 15 minutes to get to the pot boss every time you die, and and it's like you lose your health every i'm like fucking exactly like they didn't put like a good spawn point there and so i was so that was like one of the most miserable experiences was that boss (laughs) even though the boss itself wasn't like the worst thing Uh uh-huh but but because of how they designed it dark souls 2 is probably my least favorite actually easily my least favorite out of all mine as well yeah um i've yeah, Dark Souls 2 is just absolutely horrendous. Dark, also, Dark Souls 2 doesn't have any kind of remaster, which makes it difficult to play, because that's the only one, like, the only way to play it is on a PlayStation 3. Oh, it has, uh, no, has, it has a, a remaster. It does? I didn't even fucking know that. Scholar of the First Sin or I'm something. I'm pretty sure. Right? I'm gonna have to buy it. I'm gonna buy it today. But then they, they changed, didn't, like, a bunch it? of the way enemies spawn. <laughs> they, like, remixed it a bunch or something and made it harder. No way. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure I played it on the X-Bone. There's an Xbox One version. Yeah, Dark Souls Two. Yeah, there is a remaster, isn't it? Maybe I'm crazy. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't play it on the 360. I played it on the. I have an X Bone copy. Is a Dark Souls a Dark Souls trilogy remaster on PS4? Maybe that's what it is. Or I don't even know if that's a remaster though. No, I, ha- I think I got it uh, individually. Mm, well, I'm not sure. The, the, at least the very least on the X Bone. I played Dark Souls Remastered, and that was great. You know, and that's on my PC, so I didn't have any of those issues. And yeah, Dark Souls Three was just yep. PlayStation Four. Um, but yeah, people do kind of dupe glitches and stuff. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, I started with Dark Souls, the regular Dark Souls, not Demon Souls, I guess. Um, I tried doing that by myself a few times, got only so far. Um, and I was enjoying it. I love the style. Mm. Um, there's like a level of satisfaction from the gameplay. But, um, as much as I'm the type of person where, I don't like my hand held being held for films. I very much do like my hand being held for video games. <laughs> Not in like when I play a video game, like some of my favorite games are like, you know, Super Meat Boy, where I can learn physically how to achieve something and it can be very difficult, but it's never unclear what I'm supposed to do. Mm. I I enjoy difficulty. I don't enjoy not knowing what to do or not knowing how to do things in the ideal way. Um, and so when it comes to games like Dark Souls, like I, I wait, I'm not playing the new Elden Ring for a while. I don't play that on day one because I want to wait for people to figure out like how to do it best. And I'm as much as some people give me shit for having Twitch chat, basically telling me what to do at points. 
but I ask for them to tell me what to do. And I say, I would like to, uh, I would like to have like one of the better builds in this game. What class should I do? Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. the selector at the beginning, they, they can tell me where the ideal weapons are and how to get them. But it's not like they don't tell me how to beat bosses unless I've tried it like 50 times and I'm like, okay, fucking what's the best strat for this? Like, I don't feel like my experience of the game is being robbed. It's just how I choose to play it. Yeah, and these no same people that criticized me for having Twitch chat help me are the same people that say like, oh, you can just look at the wiki. How is that different? I don't understand how that's <laughs> yeah, different. That's Apparently that's it's same, expected but... that you that you have to like read an encyclopedia to figure out what the fuck to do in that game. You're <laughs> bullshitters, okay? Twitch chat, yeah. Twitch very, chat very is cryptic. the same thing, if not more challenging, because half the people in my Twitch chat are trolling me and trying to get me <laughs> to kill myself in the video game. <laughs> so that's a level of difficulty right there, too. Half of them are lying. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I like... I like Dark Souls 1 a lot. Dark Souls 3 fucking killed Dark Souls 3. I was good at it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I beat the whole thing without summoning uh, just to shut people up from my baby uh, Bloodborne playthrough. Um, <laughs> where I. Oh, cool. What did you get carried? I, I, I summoned every. Because I was just so. There's a difference. Bloodborne, I didn't summon anyone. <laughs> to, to me, I wasn't enjoying Bloodborne as much. I love Bloodborne. That's my favorite one probably <laughs> i like the aesthetic of oh, bloodborne yeah, i don't the like best. the play style of bloodborne you have to be really aggressive yeah. yeah i love the music yeah. and and the art design like there's so much about bloodborne aesthetically that i love i love a lot of the design that that's like what kept me going in that game because it was so fucking hard and that was like my first from software game but i'm like man i love this world like i just want to see like what's around the corner i want to see what the next yeah. villain is that i gotta fight or next boss because it was so like engaging visually i mean um, I connected mm-hmm. with that a little more than like the fantasy element, but yeah, sorry. What were you saying? I, I agree with the aesthetics. I just think that uh, mechanically there's so much going on in that game. That's just like inherently like unintuitive. Yeah. So, sure. For the longest time you go back to the hub, the blood vials refill automatically mm-hmm. for the longest time. I was buying way more, uh, uh, Maltovs or whatever firebombs i don't remember what they were in the game yeah. uh, the projectile flame explode weapon or whatever and i was buying way more than i needed because i was like oh i only i don't have that many in my inventory uh it turns out those don't automatically fill, refill i have to go like all the way up to the top it's <laughs> yeah. like oh only the blood vials refill and then yeah. the concept of blood vials in the first place is stupid because like i said about the dark souls 2 like kitty boss whatever thing like it's not I, I, I enjoy being able to, you know, fail at a boss, retry, and then if I want, like, level up a bit more. But when you fail at something enough times in Bloodborne, you're not back from the base point where you started trying. You're back from before that point, because you can run out of blood vials and then have to, like, grind to do other shit and not do the boss mm-hmm. to get those blood vials back. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, oh, man, like... Yeah. That's uh, I I I feel like I'm wasting my time because I'm not progressing at figuring out the boss anymore. I'm having to dick around and do some other <laughs> mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then the whole Chalice Dungeons was like really stupid. I hated the Chalice oh, Dungeons. Oh yeah, the dungeon system. Just... Uh, I didn't really do those much, but like as far as like yeah. the Estus Flask or whatever, I was Bloodborne was my first like from software game, so I had no experience with mm-hmm. the Dark Souls system of that, which is why I just it didn't really bother me that system with like the the blood vials or whatever because I wasn't used to the Estus Flask system at all where it just refills mm-hmm. right away on every mm-hmm. like uh campfire or whatever the fuck uh 
you know, whatever yeah, those are. Yeah, I prefer that a lot. Yeah, well, obviously that makes the game much easier. But yeah, I was just used to the Bloodborne one because I never played Dark Souls. Like, to me, that was like a pure, like, experience, like, going through it. So I'm like, okay, this is how it's meant to be played. And, you know, and that's why I got through it. Like, no complaints, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I love that. I love the aesthetic of that mostly. And yeah, I just feel Elden Ring is like so much more like dense of a game than like any of those mm-hmm. because of like that I'm customization. Um, yeah, it's got um, a really cool open one. I'm going through them in like basically uh, or- order. I started Sekiro in February of 2021, and I haven't published any of those videos yet because I usually like to wait in- until I've like. For those types of things where I'm like playing them not consistently, I like to wait until I've beaten them to publish it. Mm. And so mm. I stopped playing in March of 2021 because I started getting tendonitis really bad and oh, I had yeah. to like drop everything. And so that. I was like literally just like like disabled and like not able to like move my arms for like a month. And it sucks because I was really enjoying that game and I was really, really good at it. And I was literally first trying like half the bosses in the game. And so, so many people consider it to be like like a notoriously difficult uh, Souls game, but uh, as as my difficulty was like figuring things out in the first like ten twenty hours of playing the game or whatever mm-hmm. uh, before I had like tackled any of the bosses. Like this mechanic doesn't make sense. Why do I have to? You know, I jumping up, doing the double jump, and like going up a, yeah. a ledge. I was like spamming the A button or whatever button the jump was. I don't remember. I was like going like, like just hitting it a bunch of times because intuitively, like when I'm playing a video game, it's like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm hitting all the jump and that's the mm-hmm. grab up the ledge thing, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't working and I kept falling off. And then like over a billion hours of me just like losing my shit at this video game and throwing <laughs> a fucking temper tantrum, I realized that it's like, no, you have to like time it exactly on those points and go jump, wait, and then jump, and then yeah, so you like can't waited. just spam it. I was like, "What?" Yeah, and it didn't. Yeah, it didn't give me any like feedback that I that that's what I was doing wrong. And so, like, just tiny things like that annoyed the fuck out of me. But now it's like one of my favorite Souls games. Like, I could see myself beating it a second time just so I can uh, do those separate bosses. Like, I really love it. Um, and I'm kind of dreading publishing the first 10 parts of my <laughs> plays through because I'm, I'm just, everybody's going to be mad at me because I'm mad at the game and just acting like a baby, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's rough. Fuck. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll continue it at some point. I'm going to have to figure out if like, cause what, what really upsets my tendonitis is like, um, like, I don't think I can play super meat boy again, really, because like the, um, a lot of it is like button mashy with like my tapping, thumb. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, maybe when I like, I'll I'll try Sekiro again at some point. Uh, it's not as continuous tapping, and it's not like the thumb; it's like the um, like it's the RB, bumpers RB, and stuff yeah. of how it's mapped out. Yeah, so I'll have to figure out how much that's going to upset me. And worst case scenario, maybe I can finish it on my accessibility like controller where where I can like lay things out like a keyboard or something. Yeah, yeah. But or and like hit it with my yeah. So that's kind of fucking sad. Yeah, but. it's more timing in that game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I was really enjoying it, but I'm. Um, yeah, we're still. Uh, my editor that's doing the Souls series stuff on my gaming channel still needs to do Dark Souls three, my Dark Souls three playthrough. So I've got some time anyway before oh, I wow. go back. Yeah. Look, yeah. yeah, I was also. Um, I'll be done my ramble soon. I promise. <laughs> I was also. Uh, d- it was one of my exercise stream things. So I would like. 
while I'm on my exercise bike, I would play a game, and that was like incentivi- incentivizing me to work out more because I enjoyed playing the game. And so that was kind of my like ritual. But now I'm like never on my exercise bike because I'm doing actual like training at the gym stuff. Like it mm. has kind of replaced that. So that's another reason why I haven't played in a while. But anyway, uh, I will return to it. Anybody that's uh, curious about it, and I will publish oh. those vid- videos eventually. Um, we shall see. Yeah, you should. It's an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And then I'll play Elden Ring. And by the time I play Elden cool. Ring, there'll be a new Souls game out. But yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, Elden Ring is yeah. a masterpiece. It's my favorite along with Bloodborne. Those cool. two. Mm. I think it's... Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Does, um, does it feel like... What's-his-face from Game of Thrones? Does it George feel R. like R. his voice is in there? Yeah. Jar Jar Martin, yes. Jar Jar Martin. Somewhat. It, it does have a really cool framing <laughs> with these like trees and stuff. It's there's a yeah. yeah yeah it did it reminded me like the world there's the the throne and there's a throne in the yeah. game um <laughs> and the giants kind of and everything trying to be, yeah giants um someone uses there's like a line of dialogue where someone uses the word whore and I'm like that reminds <laughs> me of George R R Martin because it's yeah, like the, you, you know like the some, yeah like Tyrion calling someone a whore or whatever and I'm like yeah. It's still, like, yeah, it's fairly cryptic, though, in the way their other games are. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, really jumping off in that obvious of a way. Yeah. Uh, how would you rank the Souls games? Because I would go, from what I've played, um, if I can include, like, the half of Sekiro I've played, like, that might be my number one. I don't know, but I'll, I'll have to finish it. And then uh, Dark Souls 3 and uh, I guess my least favorite is Dark Souls 2. And then my second least favorite is Bloodborne. And then the first Dark Souls is close to Dark Souls 3, I guess. Yeah, the only one I've actually finished is Sekiro, so I can only really... What? Mm. Yeah, well, I, I didn't get yeah, far well, enough Dark in Bloodborne. Dark Souls 1 and 3 one. are great, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I'm tempted to go back to 1 Remastered, though, after I finished Elden Ring. Do it. Did you say 3 or 1 is better than Dark, Dark Souls? 3 or 1? Me, better. I would have to... I've only played 3 once, and I played 1... Like a few times, I, I think I've only beaten one once, but um, I would have to play them again to know which ones I like better. Because mm. I, a lot of the mechanics of Dark Souls Three I like better, and like what they've done intuitively with um, how things work in the game I like better. But I think Dark Souls One is like a much more memorable experience in terms of like the bosses and mm. um, the way the map like feeds back. Like into I like itself. the level yeah, design yeah. more probably. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to familiarize myself with three a bit more. Yeah, maybe, but in I my opinion, all their games are kind of the same, not as an insult, um, but they just they just get better technically, like kind of with each one, with like maybe some minor exceptions, like quality of life stuff. Two really stands out, like a sore. Two thumb. stands out is like yeah, kind of a bad one. Yeah, um, but I would probably it was go a different like, team. Yeah, Miyazaki didn't direct it. Yeah, I'd say Elden Ring's the best because it's the newest one. And then I'd have to say Bloodborne and like Sekiro right behind it and Dark Souls like around there. Dark Souls 3 and then Dark Souls the original and then Dark Souls 2 at the bottom. So, yeah. Yeah. Like around what you said. But I'd say Elden yeah. Ring is probably my favorite. It just feels like the most it just feels the most developed like, you know, these this is a studio that really knows what they're doing at this point and they just like all bets are off. They just threw everything in there, every idea yeah, they yeah. had. And it's it's really well done. I have about 200 hours more. It's crazy it. how successful they became. It's crazy how yeah. much that fucking shit blew up. Yeah, that's well earned. You know, you wouldn't expect it, the type of game, but there was a market for it. Something you know? so difficult, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's nice to feel like I'm actually playing a game. Like, I don't feel like I'm watching a movie that, like, and I'm holding a controller and I press a button every once in a while. Yeah, like, The Last of Us. It's very much a game, yeah. Yeah, and you're not being nickel and dimed. Yeah, it's, like, complete. (laughs) Or it's not, like, just a shooter. You know, it's, like, an actual... Like, you're really... I was really engaged in just, like, the gameplay loop of it. Like, earning the runes, leveling up. Finding new stuff, finding a boss you need even, to fight. Like, yeah, it's just the exploration. Yeah, and you can. Just, I feel like it's it's such a sandbox. Like, yeah, I haven't felt mm-hmm. so open like to do anything in a world since like Grand Theft Auto Five or Four, where I'm just like, man, it's it's almost like anxiety inducing. Yeah, because even the horse riding stuff like feels really good. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the horse riding's great. Um, he reminded me of Red Dead too. Yeah, just like this world like it, it, it almost gives you like anxiety like how much yeah, there was to explore at first yeah because you see like this big map and you're just like man there's all this shit that i just haven't done yet and and yeah i'm i'm 200 hours in and there's still things i haven't done so Hell yeah. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good game <laughs> if that's the case uh so yeah it's basically all i do with my free time is Elden ring fun all right uh i guess that does it for questions i guess so yeah thank you so much and we have a film recommendation from mr uh everything (laughs) um so (laughs) mr everything i want to i want to recommend a movie um i personally have never seen it's always been on i've been meaning to Mm -hmm. um because i've heard such mixed things over the years about it's the Fifth Element. Oh, I boy. I want to talk about this movie. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, I think it could be an interesting discussion. Sounds cool. It is a classic. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, you it. haven't yeah. seen it, Ralph? I've always meant to see it because I hear it's... Oh, cool, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just been one like of those. A cult, it's a cult classic. It's like a... Yeah. It is a cult, a cult of people who absolutely right. adore it. Yeah. I saw it a billion years ago, and I'm yeah, not going to say what I think about it. We're going to see what happens on okay, this Okay, awesome. Okay. Cool, 97... Luke Besson. Luke Besson. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Valerian fan. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Mr. Valerian. Uh, if you haven't watched The Fifth Element and don't want it spoiled, there will be a spoiler discussion uh, next episode, so make sure you watch it before next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks publicly, or you can listen to them early, or uh, if you go to sardonicast.com. Uh, sign up for premium it's only two dollars a month also patreon.com slash sardonicast also we got merch also there's a sardonicast highlights channel on youtube link in the description uh there's highlighting the best bits of the podcast and stuff um oh yeah thanks uh for morbius everybody happy morbius yeah more getting getting morbed everybody thanks for not seeing morbius get morbed everybody yeah everybody's morbed now it's time. <laughs> it's more right. than time. Thanks. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, bye.